0: welcome to the see you next summer podcast and happy star wars prequel month guys i am joined by the obi-wan to my qui-gon Jin, and we're here um joined by a force ghost maybe (laughs) um yeah um hey raul and our special guest uh andres gallego the ghost from uh the fan leagues whom
1: yeah, how how you guys doing?
2: I'm doing pretty well right now, guys. How you been?
1: Oh, pretty good. I'm so excited. Like uh, I have I have met Andrés before before the pandemic, before the, <laughs> before the dark times, before the Empire,
2: <laughs> <laughs> before, <laughs> and when I was a pupil of Nerd Chronic, because <laughs> I was seduced by the dark side of the Force. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, th- This is going to be tough where I'm not just going to go into an Ewan McGregor um, just like an impression every 10 seconds. Just like, come on. I mean, like like this movie is pan full of just so much Ewan McGregor-ness, <laughs> if yes, that's even the word.
1: there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to start the prequel, man. And this is Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Oh my god. How, you,
2: I, how, I how so... So real quick, Raul, um y- we talked about this off air, but we have a particular affiliation for uh movie titles in Spanish. How's uh-huh. this one go again? Because I really like the ring of it.
1: Oh yeah. La Guerra de las Galaxias, Episodio Uno, La Menaza Fantasma.
2: La Menaza Fantasma. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty badass. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I still remember the first time that you see, after the crawl, and then you see the, the, that spaceship and the blockade, I remember me on an overbooked movie theater. They oversell tickets, and me and my family were in the hallway seeing the movie like this in a corner. Like, there were so many people standing up in 1999 watching mm. The Phantom Menace, and and it was still like for me. I still had like one year of starting to learning a lot of basics of English. So it was like for me seeing a, mo- uh, a movie in English without without Spanish subtitles, and in a, in, a, in 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 the in the states, and I'm like, I'm kind of getting a lot of it, but I'm like, I'm still confused because I'm like, this movie has a lot of plot, and I was ten years old. So I was, Like, there's a lot of things happening here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A lot, of, a lot of stuff about trade federations and trade routes, and yeah. uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in the beginning of the crawl of this.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. And before we start with our whole recap and everything, Andres, I want to ask you, how were you introduced to Star Wars, and why do you like
2: Star Wars? Oh, well, I was introduced to Star Wars when I was about six years old, and this was... Me and my dad, we, we were just kind of hanging out um, over over in the living room watching TV once. And Star Wars came on, on, TN, on TNT. And then so what ended up happening was we saw the first one at 10 in the morning. And then I was just so captured and enthralled with this first movie. And then literally right afterwards, um, it said, and play next. The Empire Strikes Back, and then literally, my dad's like, "Oh, we need to, we need to watch this." But, but there was like a small little gap mm-hmm. in between the two movies, and I remember specifically, my dad does not like going to get, like ordering food for takeout and stuff like that. Like he's always like, "Eh, eh, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. Why do we need to pay for delivery?" This is one of the days where he said, "We are staying home, and we are paying for delivery," and we did that all day. And then so what ended up happening was the moment that they had the reveal, the big reveal at the very Mm -hmm. end where he goes, Luke, I'm your father. I like, I had none of the memes. I never had that spoiled to me. And I Uh literally remember being like, oh, Vader's lying. He has to be lying. It's not true. It's impossible. (laughs) But, um, but then literally we went on and the next movie that came on was, was return of the Jedi. And just, that is such a magical day for me in terms Mm -hmm. of just movies in general, just watching all three star Wars movies back to back. And, and then, and then, and then just going like, Oh man, this is so magical. And then, uh, I remember asking my dad, why is return of the Jedi labeled episode six? Did we miss three movies? And then my dad basically said, uh, they're 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 coming they're they're coming soon and then and then i think it was about a year later that we got um the special editions in theaters uh-huh. and i saw uh, star wars um a new hope in theaters for the first time and that was magical in itself and then i remember seeing a poster on the very side where it was like coming soon episode one summer 1999 i was like Oh my God! So, so Star Wars to me has always been special. It's always been so magical. It's one of my favorite franchises. Um, Right behind me, I have like a ton of, a ton of Star Wars action figures and stuff like that from all over the years. I have a ultra saber, uh, freaking stunt saber that, like, you know, you can like it turns on. Mm -hmm. You can literally clash them really hard. Like they're meant to be freaking banged with each other. So. I so I pretty much really like Star Wars quite a bit, guys. I like Star Wars, but I kind of feel like anytime I watch the the Star Wars events uh, mm-hmm. with, with with a certain trivia show, I'm just like, oh, maybe I don't love Star Wars, <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <it's>
1: no like- <laughs> I think no. I think that you don't have to read all of the books and watch all of the shows to say to you that will be your level of being a Star Wars fan. Like you just mm-hmm. said, the perfect story because. I got to see Star Wars in 97, the original in the theaters. That was the first time I ever saw Star Wars. And mm-hmm. right after I got out, I told my mother, "Oh, Mama. she told me, I was like, Did you like, what do you think? I was like, I loved it. And I was like, she told me there's two more. And I was like, let's go to the video store because they were only showing the original ah. in the theaters in Mexico. They were not showing the other two. Oh. And so, and we went to the to the video store and we rented Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And I saw those two in the same day, like two days later after I saw the original. And mm-hmm. I love the way that you said it because you got to see all three of them back to back. And for me, I got a little pause. And for me, when you said that <laughs> about the poster, I remember reading the paper and it, said, and it had a shot of the poster in the paper that said, May nineteen ninety nine and I was like, Oh, I have one year and a half to theorize what episode one is yeah. gonna be about.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and the and seven. the thing yeah, and, and the thing is that original teaser poster, like it has no words, it just has summer nineteen ninety-nine, mm-hmm. but all you see is a little boy just walking, and then you mm-hmm. see in his shadow Vader, yeah. and I and I literally remember connecting the dots for that when I was a kid and be like, Wait a minute, is that episode oh <gasps> that's episode one? Oh, this is gonna be awesome. But but you know, even when I was a kid, I thought, oh, we're gonna see Darth Vader turn into Darth Vader in the first movie. But clear spoiler alert, clearly not what happens, but that's all good. Oh,
1: when I was say you're so mythorizing about the prequels, for me, Darth Vader turned Anakin turn into Darth Vader in episode two, and episode three was gonna be the rise of the empire and the destruction of so many planets before the desktop was finally built. I have my <laughs> version of Rogue one was a lot of blood and a lot of people dying, and I will say you're so. <laughs> to be fair, that,
0: that, that's like any movie that you theorize about, but I, yes. this is really awesome for me because I was, I was, um, let's just say I was a toddler when mm-hmm. this came out, so I'm very young, and you guys got to live this, and you seemed to like you were the perfect age to see this movie because I, I, you look up anything about the release of the Phantom Menace, and the hype was just ridiculous this was back when people were camping out to get tickets now you can get them online that's just really sad for me that i'm never gonna have to experience the only time that ever happened for me was when harry potter came out for the last harry potter and Mm -hmm. that was 2011 i just started high school but like i cannot imagine i feel like everybody was just so excited to see star wars again because this was a new movie and it was made Mm -hmm. by george
2: absolutely it was it it was it was one of the more crazier experiences i had i mean in terms of movies in general is because i remember there was one i remember i went to go see a kids movie during one during one uh during during uh i I think it was the summer of 98 or something like that i remember seeing some kids movie Uh and i literally remember the theater being jam-packed full of people jam-packed full of people And, and 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 Oh my god, I think it was Hercules or something like that. And then literally I was thinking, Oh my god, this movie's gonna be packed and stuff like that. I go into the kids' movie completely abandoned, completely abandoned, no one gives a shit. And then as soon, and then I remember as soon as um as soon as everyone came out, um, I ran into a couple of my older cousins and they mm. were all seeing Meet Joe Black because yeah. there was the teaser for Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. They and and keep in mind, this is back when tickets cost eight dollars a piece. Over in New York City, eight dollars for a premium showing. I mean, the cost of living was a little different back then. Yeah. But like when we were kids, it's like like eight dollars. That's so much. It's so freaking much. But my cousins spent all that money to go see a trailer, and they walked out. And that was literally what everybody was doing that weekend was just going to go see the trailer for the Phantom Menace.
0: That's crazy to and,
2: me. Yeah, and, and sorry, and real quick too, um, and also the level of hype in our town as well for this movie in particular was so – it was so – you could feel it in the air for Star Wars Um, I grew up over in uh, Norwalk, Connecticut, and Mm -hmm. I was about maybe 20 or 30 minutes away from uh, New York City, which is, I mean, whenever I went to go see a movie, it was primarily always in New York City with my uncles and uh, my cousins and all this other stuff. But the thing was, is that it was so palatable, the hype at the time, that I remember not seeing The Phantom Menace for almost maybe a month because it was jam packed for a month and just me and my parents, we could not get tickets at all. And and just some of the stories I was hearing from my cousins where they were just like, yeah, we literally stood outside for four hours to even get the possibility of a ticket on the first day. We didn't get tickets. We had to come back and we had to do the same thing over again for almost a week Mm -hmm. before we got tickets to go see the movie. And and, and at that point in time, I was maybe about mm, 11 years old. I don't think I could have done that. (laughs) <laughs> like, 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 I love Star Wars, but I, I, like, I, I don't think my parents would let me stay outside for four hours waiting for a ticket like that.
1: No, yeah, my, is, pa- my parents uh, knew how much I would love Star Wars. They're like, uh, yeah, we're gonna go to Laredo because it's like three hour drive. <laughs> we're gonna see because we had to see the Phantom Menace because in Mexico it was gonna come out until the end of July, and they knew that I was not gonna wait almost two, almost two, three months for it. And that's mm-hmm. why, even though I saw it without subtitles, I still got most of it. And seeing the standing, I was like, "You got to wait a month." But damn, thank God for that asshole that said, "I ah, still gonna send you tickets, but you have to be standing up." But still, I got to see it standing up.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no, and, and, and also keep in mind too, there were they were scalpers scalping oh. tickets outside mm-hmm. of our theater for episode damn. for episode um for episode one. I remember that. Because, like, I literally remember someone going like, oh, I have 20 bucks for the 7 for the 7 p.m. showing of Star Wars. And like, literally, my dad's like, "Fuck you <laughs> like, like we're like, we're going to wait a month. It's fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. But, oh, my goodness. But yeah, no. So, so many really great stories and about the hype leading up to this movie that you just don't see today. Like, I'm really curious about what what your experience was in just the hype for episode one, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, oh, uh, for yeah you me uh uh-huh. i
0: saw episode one for the first time yeah um i didn't get to see the prequels until they came out on dvd mm-hmm. because actually my first star wars movie was it's uh, like that i remember was attack of the clones because star wars was a big thing of course i i dressed up as anakin when he was the <laughs> padawan i had the little braid and everything because yeah it was everywhere and i just remembered and they also got me the um the 2004 special editions i didn't know they were the special editions at the time but i would oh. just watch those all the time particularly um the first movie for some reason just because i was i had never seen anything like it mm-hmm. and then i i would watch um episode two i would literally just skip to the arena scene as a kid because i didn't give a shit about anything else I just wanted to see all the lightsabers and then bullshit. Oh, you,
2: you just wanted to see Natalie Portman in the middrift. Come on. Just just admit it. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, no, it was um it was just one of those things. I remembered Darth Maul like very clearly in my mind the first time um when he pulled out the double bladed lightsaber. Yeah. That blew my mind. I didn't I didn't Mm -hmm. even know you could do that. I was just like, what? And he was scary looking. Mm -hmm. Like, he had these yellow eyes, these devil horns. He's literally supposed to be based... He is designed to be evil. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered... Like, I had never seen the lightsaber battle like that. I was so impressed by the choreography. And I actually... I didn't mind Jar Jar. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. And... Yeah. I mean, George Lucas has stated many times, these movies are made for kids, mm-hmm. which is both hilarious because he puts in a lot of stuff that kids don't really enjoy, but he puts stuff that kids also really enjoy. But I just remembered, I really liked this movie the first time I've seen it. And yeah, it has its fair share of criticisms. We will get into that at some point because this is going to be a long ass episode. We've already, we're at 15 and a half minutes and we haven't even started the plot. Yeah. <laughs> these are gonna be long ass episodes but i remember very clearly seeing star wars for the first time and i was so upset that i couldn't see revenge of the sith in theaters because that's the one where i remember everybody talked
3: about that
2: like
0: everybody and i had to wait for dvd because i saw In trailers you know they would always show Darth Vader in the suit because they knew Mm -hmm. that was going to be the big selling point that this was the end of the trilogy Anakin Obi-Wan and they hyped up Darth Vader Mm -hmm. big time because yeah this was his return Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was eight at that time so I would have been perfect but my parents did not take me there as much as I begged them and it was also probably just because they couldn't get tickets because Mm -hmm. Like, the tickets back then, they sold out quick. Like, you could only get so much. and But I I did end up doing it, and um, I got them on DVD, and I'll watch them all the time, like all the the behind-the-scenes shit. And, no, it's just a universe I've also just grown to love and appreciate. And with that, um, we get to our opening crawl. Let me see if I can get to... <laughs> uh, episode 1's opening crawl. I, I do it in the Korra uh, answer yeah. voice. <clears throat> Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation <laughs> of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. <laughs> Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, to settle the conflict.
2: <laughs> as, 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 as someone who is as someone who has binged all of freaking Clone Wars, that's all I could see. All, all I could see is just like literally the recap. Best eh, time on, on Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we, get, we
0: get Tom Kane just going, blockade by the Senate. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, we start the movie where this ship comes in and we get this cool, like donut looking ship with mm-hmm. a ball in the center. I didn't understand how it worked. Mm hmm. And we hear Liam ne- Neeson's voice and they're just like, OK, we got to get on the ship. And then we get the Viceroy, who I thought was kind of. Is this stereotype? Because he, yeah. he speaks and he's just like, yes, yeah, of course. I oh, am yeah. not aware. Oh such ambassadors.
2: I'm a
1: I like
0: I feel dirty yeah. for doing an impression of it. Um but and, I mean it's also hilarious. Mm-hmm. And this is also just like I was just like, what are these things?
2: Yeah and and and, the, and then and then also like like the design of them is also a little weird as well too like they don't have any noses their eyes are almost big and silvery um from my recollection of them but it's just one of those things where we like we're like I don't, I don't know what it was it was a strange mix of the the effect uh the the practical suit effects with what voices were coming out of them and i literally kind of remember being a kid and being like oh that's that's i don't know what it is but there's something a little strange about that that didn't quite sit with me when i was when i was even younger (laughs) like
0: yeah then we get these hooded figures and um i didn't know who liam neeson was at the time this was the first time uh, i had seen liam neeson in anything i didn't know i was definitely way too young to see schindler's list and i hadn't (laughs) at that point and um they're just on the ship, and they're escorted by this C-3PO looking droid. I was just TC like, okay. TC14, TC yes. and <laughs> Nerd! There, <laughs> pull back the hoods, and you get also young Ewan, and he just goes, I have a bad feeling about this. And I was like,
3: ah, he said the thing. <laughs>
0: yes. Then, then we're introduced to our heroes, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like when Qui-Gon says, patience, Obi-Wan, I went, Obi-Wan? Like, like the old man, I didn't realize they were a prequel. This was set before them. Mm -hmm. And then so basically this trade federation has blockaded Naboo and they're having a trade dispute and they're trying to invade the planet, but like through some legal reason, they just can't. And (laughs) the reason why they're doing it is because they're trying to get more money and they have a secret benefactor who's Darth Sidious, a <laughs> Sith Lord.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, even as a kid, mm-hmm. though, just a spoiler alert, we're going to get this out of the way. I figured <laughs> out who he was, even yes. as a kid. I was just like, that's the, <laughs> that's the freaking Emperor. He has the same voice. He's wearing a dark hood. And I'm like, you're not fooling
1: anybody. Also, there's a big clue when he says, my Lord, is that legal? I will make it legal. I'm like I'm like, wait, that's, like a, that's telling children that he's
2: property. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no no they 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 didn't make any great they didn't they didn't make you take any great leaps to know that this was going to be Palpatine later on to me especially <laughs> where he just has certain moments where he's like yes yes like you're just like oh okay all right Ian McDermott you you, you can you can do that fairly well awesome very right, I know this guy turns into Palpatine <laughs> I mean especially I mean especially when it gets to the ending which we will probably get into a little later <laughs> but yeah no it was No, but but it was also just really strange. Like you talk about seeing uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon for the first time. I knew that Obi Wan was going to be in this film, but I remember succinctly seeing a magazine a magazine tabloid back in like 1998 or something like that mm. where where the big thing was here's what the new obi-wan looks like mm-hmm. and i remember just seeing episode uh episode four in theaters and be like oh my god what does the new obi-wan look like and then i literally remember opening and be like huh he's really young okay this is gonna be cool all right what like you know i'm, I'm willing to see whatever but then like literally on the side of it it's like and then this guy is his Jedi master. I'm like, we're going to meet the guy who trained Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. This is going to be amazing. And he has a green lightsaber too, like Luke. I'm like, uh, like, it, like just my fanboy mind, was kind of going nuts by that point in time. But it, it was just, it was, it was simultaneously just like a year of thinking what type of stories could these two have gone to before getting to that point in episode one. Like it, it just sparked my, my imagination for so long. And by the time you got to there, you were just like, okay, you feel like these guys have really been through the thick and thin together quite a bit. I think.
0: Yeah. I first, for sure. It feels like that they've been on adventures before and they're very seasoned and, um, they're just like, okay, why are we doing this? We're trying to settle a trade dispute. Cause there's literally nothing else going on in the galaxy. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we get Palpatine who's just like, uh, yeah, just kill them and start your invasion already. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, I'll I'll make it work I'll make it work, and then, um, they blow up the ship that they came on, and then they try to gas them, and mm-hmm. they're just like, all right, just hold in. Oh yeah, and they whip out their lightsabers for yes. just for some reason.
2: Oh, su- such a great moment too, like when you see all the gas, and then you see nothing reflected in there, and then you see. Phew, I'm like, oh, God, they're about yeah. to tear shit up. Yeah. <laughs> when they open the,
0: the door and then you just see them cutting through these battle droids like butter.
2: Mm-hmm. And it shows
0: that they were clearly skilled in order – um, th- like they have some skills. And then they're trying to cut through the door and we get uh, the memes like, where
2: are the droid, guys? Oh, yeah. They are still coming through. They are <laughs> still possible. coming through. but but that that was the thing is that like literally going back to going back to what the experience was maybe like in that opening scene it kind of felt like they were they they were doing a lot of the things that i questioned why didn't luke skywalker do in any point in time during any one of the previous films where it's like can't you just drive a lightsaber through a door at some point and Mm -hmm. open it and i was like oh they're kind of legitimately doing everything that I would do at that point in time. It's kind of cool actually. Yeah. But, but yeah. And then, Oh my God. And and then not soon afterwards, we get one of the most amazing, I mean, probably one of my favorite designs in anything whatsoever. The destroyers yes. with the shields. I, 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 I legitimately remember thinking though, I remember seeing those and be like, if Luke Skywalker was to go up to one of those, I don't think he'd survive with this. Like those guys look freaking tough. Like that's, like, yeah, they were definitely formidable, I would say.
1: Also, killing those on the battle, uh, the original Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2 games was a bitch.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It was so fun to play them, though, because they had the shield generators. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, then after that, um, they, Qui-Gon figures out, because it shows... A lot of people complain that Qui-Gon doesn't really have a character. I disagree. On Like, when you rewatch, Qui-Gon is very... He's very... Calm, very collected. Just like, all right, let's just look at this logically. Just calm down. He's very zen, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he he's very much kind of like the dude where he he's (laughs) just sort of go with the flow. But he is also very smart. He's very quick to pick up on things, and he sees all the joys. And he's just like, they're invading this planet. They can't do that, and we gotta we gotta warn the Senate and the Chancellor about this because this is not okay. And then we get Obi-Wan going like, you were right about one thing, Master. And the negotiations weren't. were shocked.
2: I remember, I remember hearing that line in theaters when I was kidding. Not and not necessarily understanding what it was, but just even the delivery was just hilarious. You just can't help but just laugh at that point in time. It's like, negotiations were shocked.
0: And another God. thing that Phantom Menace does is they have these, they really like to show off their budget. And the special effects. Because there was nothing really like this done before. Like, computer Mm -hmm. effects were still new. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: to see it on, like, this scale was ridiculous. You see all these droids and these incredible large armies. And, like, Naboo itself. Like, yeah, it it reminded me of... I think they shot it in Italy. And I was just like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. We never really got to see like these incredible establishing shots in Star Wars or if we did it would be like here's the snow planet here's the here's the forest here's the desert shithole um, <laughs> and then um, so they sneak aboard some ships and they encounter the one of the most <laughs> divisive characters in all of Star Wars and there was a scene before this where we learn about the queen And she's just like she has such a unique look like the red dress and the weird you thought Leia's hair was weird Weird. like and she has like this weird robot voice. You can you can tell it's Natalie Portman. But I swear to God, I thought that um, somebody dubbed over her because I was just like, what is she doing? (laughs) Like, she's sounding like a robot. She's just like. You cannot invade the planet, Viceroy. And then they're just like, she's just like, the ambassadors were here to establish a trade negotiation. And again, as a kid, you're just like, (laughs) you don't give a shit. You just want to see the action.
1: No, Mm -hmm. And also, I love the way that the, the Federation has a FaceTime. Where well, with her, and look how the <laughs> door turns around and feels, feels like and you see the image. I was like, That's pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah. It's they like looking at that. the pen seat, but in a 80 inch pen seat, but like the way they show the image.
0: <laughs> That's great. But yeah, oh, then we get on. introduced to Jar Jar. And I did not know about the reception to Jar Jar until much later because mm-hmm. I loved Jar Jar. And I'm going to still stand on the ground that I still like Jar Jar. Can he be annoying at times? Yeah, absolutely. Mm
3: -hmm. But for
0: the most part, he brings a sort of like levity to the film where you need the funny character or just like a comedic relief. Mm -hmm. And he rubbed people the wrong way because his style of comedy sometimes just doesn't work with the world of Star Wars. Like this old time silent movie, Buster Keaton sort of routine that he was going for and people thought he like overdid it
3: mm-hmm.
0: what is not cool however is telling the actor ahmed best to literally kill himself because that's what fans did they would go up to him and tell him <sighs> to kill himself because they hated jar jar that much and it got to the point where he almost jumped off the brooklyn bridge and yeah. took his own life mm-hmm. that's not cool guys you can you cannot like an interpretation that's fine but mm-hmm. you don't ever blame that on like the actors and he's not the only one We're, we'll get to nope. we'll get to the other one soon but yes then we get a uh, fucking jar jar who's just like
2: uh, oh more and I love you song
1: <laughs> oh, <Lisa laughs> I'm I'm your, I'm
2: your uh, what, what's whats Almost what's over. the uh, what, what what's 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 the agreement that when you say oh, Oh, you give me! A, I have to give you life debt. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, what? I
0: love, my favorite is just like, so Qui-Gon saves him twice. And then uh, Obi-Wan literally looks at him and he just goes, what's this? Like, it shows really clearly that Obi-Wan doesn't really care yeah. about most things. And he is very much a judge a book by its cover sort mm-hmm. of person, which is something that um, a Jedi should not do. So you can tell that he's very young. He's very naive in that sense. Very quick to judgment because the Obi-Wan that we knew in the original trilogy was very wise, very much a um, he he tried to look for the substance in Mm -hmm. people like in Luke because Luke was a whiny brat and he had no reason (laughs) to treat him as good as he did. But Mm Obi-Wan saw he was just like, no, 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 it's it's fine. I was like that. And it sort of gives to the credence of, um, was I any different when you trained me in like an mm-hmm. empire? And because causes like poetry, it rhymes.
3: He's too old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And so Jar Jar then takes him to Gungan City, which I thought that was awesome. I was like, right. oh shit, we get an underwater world. This is like Atlantis. Yeah, and yeah. These all these weird like fish people that are sort of Jamaican. I, I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's it's different.
3: <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll,
2: we'll get to Boss Nass real
3: quick. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: but 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 before we get to that, I mean, like, here is the thing: is that the lead up to that sequence, the one thing that people don't talk about is, you know, when when you know uh, Jar Jar basically says, "Oh, we can go to my city; it's where I grew up," and then when you start getting that ramp up where they start going underwater and they start breathing underwater with those little things. And then the score just becomes just so magical at that Mm -hmm. point. Like that was literally one of those points in times where I remember being in the theater and being like, Oh my God, I'm literally getting transported to another world right now. And John Williams score combined with the imagery. I mean, like say what you will about Jar Jar, but, but the tracking shot of, the camera following Jar Jar mm-hmm. as they're swimming down towards the city and you see the city completely bright and bioluminescent it's so gorgeous and then that music just kicks it up to another notch it was one of those things that in terms of the world building this is what episode one did very well I mm-hmm. thought
0: yeah and then as soon as they enter the city they're arrested like Jar Jar <laughs> literally just goes uh set back he goes, you thought it big doo this time. time. And then we get introduced to my favorite impression to do, which is Boss Nass. And he's just like, We son don't care about dinner. The <laughs> and then he's just like, uh, Then we see Qui-Gon use that Jedi mind trick where he's just like, All right, and you will give us transport to get out of here. Misa giving you such the transport. <laughs> Me I didn't know you the
1: Bonga Bongo. Yeah.
0: Through. <laughs> go through the planet gore no. <laughs> cool. and then they're just like like as they're leaving they're just like um, Qui-Gon's just like hey we could use Jar Jar to help us navigate this thing he might be useful mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan just wants to leave him and he's just like alright well good luck Jar Jar you know they're probably gonna kill you and then, he, and then Qui-Gon's just like oh yeah by the way uh, can you give Jar Jar Binks to us and he's just like Binks you sir have the de life debt of the Pink's.
3: Be
2: going with him.
0: And I didn't. I didn't know it was uh, Brian Blessed, who is often yeah. known for playing like very kingly roles, like
3: mm-hmm.
0: um um. If you've seen Flash Gordon, you know Gordon's alive. That that guy. I didn't know. Like he's Clayton and Charzan. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. he has a very deep voice and is very like fatherly or he's Robin Hood's dad in Prince of Thieves. He's in it for a second, (laughs) but I didn't know that. And then we get the bongo scene where they're trying to get through. They got to get to the surface and warn the Naboo people and they're getting invaded right now. And we have a scene of them like their communications are getting cut Mm -hmm. and they know that they're getting invaded and they know it's illegal, but they can't do anything because... Well, they can't communicate. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: There will be one thing invasion.
0: And then we get this cool, um, just them going underwater. And then, yeah, we learn that Jar Jar was banished because he is very clumsy, which (laughs) he is very truthful in that. And then we get the fish that tries to eat the bongo but then a bigger fish comes there's always a bigger, a bigger fish, fish. <laughs> that whole scene and just charge Char just being like uh monsters out there sinking and he- leaking in here
3: all sinking in no power when I <laughs> the force yeah,
1: like will guide all- us won't miss beat that force <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh my god.
0: Also shows just like how much that Qui Gon trusts the Force, and he's just like, no, 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 no. Everything happens for a reason. Just, just, just calm down. He's literally he says, "Relax." Twice. He's just like, "Relax. We'll be fine." Which that's commendable because most people in like stressful situations, including myself, freak the fuck out. And you gotta be like, it's crazy how Zen Qui Gon is, just how in control of his emotions they are and we'll get into the whole i have a whole thing about qui-gon later about why he is one of the best jedi like ever and like yeah. what a jedi should be mm-hmm. so yeah they reach to the surface and they are trying they see the queen they're getting and she's getting escorted um they, they need her to sign a tree treaty to make it legal and They can't kill her. So that is why she is being escorted, being taken prisoner. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then they save her. And then they're just like, all right, we got to get off this planet. Do you guys have any transport? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got some transport. But uh, it's crawling with droids. You never make it. And this was another thing I picked up as a little kid. I noticed immediately the switch between the queen and the handmaid is because I knew what Natalie Portman looked like.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And Mm -hmm. at that time, I didn't know. That the double was a then unknown Kira Knightley.
3: Kira Knightley! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this was this was one of her first movies, too. Mm-hmm. Like you would know, it's it's fun for like Schmo Down people. It's just like, oh, who played her <laughs> oh, Handmaiden? And yeah, that's Kira Knightley, but I could tell just because the voice was different. hmm And then oh yeah, and during both rescuing the queen and getting on the transport ship obi-wan does this kick move i'm just like you really just want to show off obi-wan i mean it's cool but he does it like he kicks two droids in the head at the same time and yeah they're just cutting through these droids and they're they're telling all the pilots because they they took all the the fighters and just put them in a big like circle they're just like get out of here go (laughs) and then they take off and they're just like, well, shit.
2: <laughs> what did <what laughs> you guys but, think about that? <laughs> but 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 before we get to that, can we just acknowledge my one of my favorite moments in all of *Phantom Menace*, yeah. which is when Qui Gon shows up in front of the droids and just got, and then the droid goes, "How oh, that? Where are you taking <laughs> them to Coruscant?" Ah, uh, crescent. Ah, uh, that does not compute. Ah, uh, wait a minute, you're under arrest. <laughs> Dude, <that's awesome. laughs> yeah, It's just like, like, like you literally just see the thought process for Droids. Like, ah, uh, that does not compute. Ah, uh, you're under arrest. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Shows that the Droids actually are kind of funny. They they really do that in the Clone Wars show, mm-hmm. where they're played up more oh, yeah. for comedy you you see a little bit of it in the prequels but that's mostly just directed towards jar jar and then they are trying to get through the blockade they're getting shot at like crazy like cannon sized (laughs) lasers that are getting shot at them and they're just they get hit which um damages their shield generators Mm -hmm. and then we see Mm -hmm. all these little astromech droids Mm -hmm. they go out to repair it and then you just see them like one by one they're dropping like flies Getting shot oh, yeah. at, except for one little blue astromech droid that manages not only to repair the ship, like the um, the shield generator, but manages to repair like the engine as well for the time being. And then they're just like, "Well, shit, we can't make it to horizon because the hyperdrive's leaking." Because yeah, they took a lot of damage escaping that blockade, mm-hmm. that, but they managed to do that, and then you see obi-wan and qui-gon qui-gon is very much in control he is the leader and he's just like is there a place that we can land nearby Mm -hmm. and then Mm obi-wan says here it is tatooine and i was like as a kid i was like oh what (laughs) we're going back to tatooine i didn't think that you could go back to planets in star wars i thought it was like a one and done thing Mm -hmm. because up until that point in star wars history like they wouldn't go back to planets Tatooine's only in the first movie and like all these planets, all these different planets, they would not be revisited. So I, yeah. I was just like, it was, Oh It was shit.
2: very rare. Yeah. Like, like probably the only one that we got that was revisited in the pre, in the, in the, in the original trilogy was Dagobah. Cause we got to see Dagobah in, in Empire Strikes Back, but, but that's it. But that, that was, that was for a reason. It
0: wasn't like in a whole new world. Cause Naboo, I know in George's scripts, Naboo was there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like he very clearly had some ideas that he was, he managed to put in the prequels. And I think going back to Tatooine is actually a good idea because then um, he could really show how much of a shithole it was because Mm -hmm. he, they're even like, Oh no, it's controlled by the Huts, and the captain of uh, Captain Panaka, who is the, the head Lieutenant is like, we can't put the queen there. It's full Mm -hmm. of gangsters and shit. And then Qui-Gon goes, yeah, but they're not after us, like the Trade Federation. So we got to use that to our advantage.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So they do do that. They have to land because the engine is just shit. (laughs) It's done. So they have to go into town, see if anybody has a working engine. And the queen is requesting one of her handmaidens named Padme Mm -hmm. to come in. Oh yeah and um the droid gets um he gets commended and it's R2D2 and I was like oh shit R2 was there from the
2: beginning Yep
0: Yeah <laughs> Like he knows like everything and I'm like I'm also just like why didn't R2 like how did the first plot hole came into my mind cuz Obi-Wan clearly sees R2D2 later in the movie and I was just like how the fuck did Obi-Wan not remember R2D2 he literally saved their lives
2: <laughs> oh well you know he came across a ton of droids and you know r2 is more of uh anakin's deal more than anything yeah. else later on like you know what i mean
3: probably <laughs> now, now, now
2: now now why now why did vader not have an emotional reaction to seeing r2 later on in, in the trilogy right that's my act- question
1: did he ever actually see r2 though that's the that's I, I
2: think he did too. in cloud city didn't
1: also he? technically Darth Vader. So when they're freezing Han Solo, he's also 3 from afar with Chewbacca. Why didn't he react? To yeah, 3, yeah no, robot? 3PO yeah. makes three built that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll get to that. But yeah, actually, we'll get that to it right now because, well, of course, Jar Jar steps in poop. Uh, uh, yeah, don't
1: forget funny. about that. That's pretty important.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. they, and they manage to get into a filthy... Um, just one of those CD shops and we meet watto
2: Jedi what do you know
0: oh man God. he's very clearly just he, he's a stereotype
2: oh <laughs> he's such a stereotype like yeah. I
0: was just like is he like supposed to be like some Jewish Armenian Palestinian dude, like one of those filthy guys, because he's got he's got a five o'clock shadow, which I didn't think that aliens could grow facial and, hair. And, and, it was
2: weird. And 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 then when you come back to him in episode two, where he's got the full beard, and you're like, oh, I don't that sure. Yeah, he's just That's
3: like, so, I'll take you out to the back, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
0: then this <laughs> little boy with a bowl cut, played by Jake Lloyd. Oh, yeah, and everybody Mm. else, I forgot. uh, Qui-Gon is Liam Neeson. Obi-Wan is Ewan McGregor. Padme is Natalie Portman. And Jar Jar is Ahmed Best. And Mm -hmm. this little boy, played by Jake Lloyd, he was chosen out of many kids. We have talked about him before because of Jingle All the Way. He was a kid from Jingle All the Way. That was what he was known for. Jamie! (laughs) (laughs) And much like Jar Jar, the reception to Anakin Skywalker, he got so much shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's honestly disgusting when mm-hmm. you read the stories. Like, kids would make lightsaber noises. Yeah. they tell him he sucked and everything. It it has gotten to the point where he, he just gave up acting. Mm-hmm. Because he was bullied yeah. so badly, and he had to transfer to different schools. He had to go under a different name. Eventually, mm-hmm. later in his life, he had a mental breakdown. And he's living in an asylum now and he's still there because Star Wars is everywhere. And it probably doesn't help that it's constant reminder to probably one of the worst times like in his life, Mm -hmm. probably not making it, Uh but more so just because it's a reminder of the reception. And that's unfair to Jake Lloyd. Mm -hmm. He was just a kid. He was like eight years old, and most kid actors aren't the greatest, but he's he is trying his best, and yeah, yeah, again, that behavior is disgusting. and Star Wars has had a pattern of doing this, and this was the movie <laughs> that started that pattern.
2: Oh, yeah, no, 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 it was, no, it was hilarious. Where we're like, I was having an argument about, um, uh, I'm a big DC fan, uh-huh. and I, and I, um, I'm a big DC fan. I remember having an argument with uh, one of my buddies where he's a hardcore Star Wars fan. He's just like, you "No, know, the community's re- really great. Like, 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 we don't turn on people um, like the DC fans do." And I'm like, "Jake Lloyd, Ahmed Best, um, Daisy
0: Ridley, John Boyega, da- Daisy Kelly Ridley, Marie John Tran.
2: Boyega, yeah, Kelly Marie, C- Kelly Marie Tran was probably one of the most grossest yeah. things I've ever seen on on the oh. internet. Just like, what the hell? I mean, like." Again, you don't blame the actor. You blame I me. Mean, don't blame anybody. It, it, you know what? They don't freaking exist, guys. All right, like, like, the, like these are made up characters. For all the people that got pissed off that Luke Skywalker died by the end of freaking, um, For by sure. the end of freaking Last Jedi, it doesn't matter because with the flick of a wrist, you could rewrite that shit. But you know, with with every with everything that happens with every one of these actors, it's always kind of disgusting that. This has been a constant thing for the franchise for almost the past 20 years. And it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, the best of us uh, or the best type of fans, we we don't necessarily blame um, the actors for what happened. But we but, you know, you get to look on back and you go, you know, maybe Lucas wasn't 100 percent at that point in time. And that's kind of where I feel this was kind of going in.
0: Really, the problem was, was that he was surrounded by a bunch of yes men. Like, people that were just like, yeah, because he knows Star Wars. Oh, yeah, he should be given full control. The thing about the original trilogy, though, was that George, he had the general outline. He had, like, certain story beats. but And, yeah, he was making it up as he went along. But Mm -hmm. he was more of, like, a producer than anything. He only directed the first one because the first movie was so stressful for him. And the production of that was such a disaster Mm
1: -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he
0: just – he let – you know irving kershner direct empire strikes back he was his film teacher and he he got other directors and people to do it and it was a collaborative thing his then wife edited the movie yeah And mean he, he hired two editors to help recut the movie because the first cut of star wars was actually terrible mm-hmm. and
2: Yeah, and apparently Steven Spielberg is the only one that loved it.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, but he's also biased because, like, him and Steven are best friends. They went to film school together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but George Lucas is important because, you know, he went to film school with some pretty heavy hitters. Like his his other best friend is like Francis Ford Coppola, and he helped found American Mm -hmm. Scorsese, De Palma, Mm -hmm. and he, I mean, he founded. Co-founded American Zoetrope, who's is, which is Francis Ford Coppola's production company, mm-hmm. which is still mm-hmm. going on, as well as his own, which is Lucasfilm, and yeah, the thing was George
2: anymore. <laughs> well, not, <laughs> not anymore.
0: But he needed to be challenged. He needed. It's like these are great ideas that he comes up with, and it's fantastic. But they just needed to just fine tune it a little bit and needed to be more of a collaborative effort Mm -hmm. they put too much trust in one person and he was clearly not up to task because he has a reputation for being honestly not a great director you know his very famous direction faster and more intense faster and more intense Mm -hmm. that's not a good direction guys
2: oh yeah no like like even the direction for uh for darth maul i remember for this movie um uh hearing uh peter uh i forget what his last name is yeah, yeah. Uh, he, hearing what his direction was for um for episode one, where apparently uh, George and him only spoke for like literally about maybe five minutes, and his only one direction was, eh, "Make him sound scary. Make him sound like evil." <laughs> and it's like, that's it.
0: Yeah, that's not a direction. That's a very broad statement. You got to be more specific, George. You can't just yeah. sit on your ass drinking coffee all day. But yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the plot. Um. Mm-hmm. So Qui Gon, they find the ship parts they need but they don't have any money and he tries to barter with credits which will do fine and another plot point no. apparently toy darians <laughs> are uh immune to the mind control or the,
1: yes.
0: the yeah the the mind influence of the jedi and he's just like
1: <laughs> what are you waving
0: your hand around like you're some sort of jedi <laughs> and did, did you he, not
2: pick up on the fact that he's a Jedi? Yeah. Maybe you're not as smart as you look.
0: Then- yeah, I mean, dude, he looks like a Jedi. He's got like the long hair mm-hmm. and although to be fair, he doesn't look like really any of the other Jedi. Mm-hmm. He's got super <laughs> long hair. He's got this like un He's got he looks wild. Mm-hmm. But he <laughs> is more in control than anything. Like his appearance <laughs> is nothing like his actual character. It's kind of crazy how how much, just from looking at Qui-Gon, you would assume that he'd be like this. Um, although, he he also is kind of a rebel because he doesn't really think like the other Jedi do.
3: Mm.
0: And um, we'll get to that when we get to Coruscant. But anyway, they don't have the money. And then Ant... There's a sandstorm about to come. You forget something
1: about Anakin the first time he meets Kirkland. Oh, Kate, yes. Lover. Oh, how, lover. how could
0: I forget when? Oh, my God. When Padme meets Anakin for the first time?
1: Are you an angel? Are you an angel?
0: What? <laughs> an angel. I hear they're the most beautiful pl- things, on are the most beautiful people on the planet. They live on the moons of Iago, I think.
3: And then okay. we learned that
0: Anakin is a slave. Mm hmm and it's like oh shit that's kind of a big deal like even padme later on in the next scene she says i didn't know that slavery still existed or and then he goes i'm a person and my name is, my anakin. Name is anakin anakin <laughs> and it's like anakin that's darth vader's name mm-hmm. this kid mm-hmm. is going to be darth vader you're like mm-hmm. you're kind of in disbelief just because you're <laughs> like oh shit here's their origins and everything mm-hmm. and Anyway, they go they try to get back to the ship. Obi-Wan's on the ship by the way for this part of the movie. Mm. And um Qui-Gon talks to Obi-Wan after after Anakin brings them to his home where we meet his mother Shmi. And quick side note, do you guys think that Qui-Gon and Shmi like they had a thing cuz he was giving her the eye. Like mm-hmm. I I wouldn't take it past Qui-Gon to like 'Cause like he was he was definitely given like the hey, you know.
2: I mean and and, and Shmi was also kinda given like the we have two bedrooms but no couch. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to share, look. <laughs>
0: even later even later she he asks, Who's the father? And I'm like, Are you asking that because you kinda wanna see if she's single Qui-Gon? Because you know, <laughs> When we do learn that the Jedi are not allowed to have attachments, but that doesn't exclude sex. You could still have sex and not have attachment to people.
2: Oh my God. If, if Anakin had never met Padme, he'd be cleaning up. He'd be, he'd be all over the galaxy. Like he would put Captain Kirk's numbers to shame, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But yes, um, we get introduced to Shmi Skywalker, who is his mother. And we just see like, we learn about the pod racing and how it's gambling and this that watto and all of the other dealers and everybody here the economy is based on gambling because mm. it's not a good neighborhood in tatooine no and then Kawhi-Gon talks to obi-wan and he's just like i'm really curious about this kid there this is not a coincidence that we were here there is something about this kid that I can't quite put my finger on, but I'm gonna figure it out. And then we get Anakin rebuilding the pod, and you know, we get it's,
3: it's working! working! It's working.
0: <laughs> but yeah, oh um when Shmi said there was no father, mm. I literally thought, so Darth Vader is Jesus? Yes! Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. So he's he is literally his mother is the Virgin Mary. Yep, and he Darth Vader is Jesus.
1: And the Holy Spirit is know. the
2: Force. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. See, see, but I, I don't know why. But I took that as like, like when I was a kid, I just took that as like, listen, we don't talk about his father. Okay, there is no father. there, there is no father. Now, now, if you now if you want to be the daddy, the, <laughs> the job position is open. Here's well, an application.
0: <laughs> there's a great. Um, I I have a thing about Qui-Gon being like the father figure later on, um, which I am directly ripping off from Dave Filoni's breakdown in the Mandalorian of the duel of the fates. Oh my God. We, the duel of the fates will be quite the legendary, uh, battle. Mm. And then we learn, okay, so if Anakin can get his pod in there and win the race, they can get the money to, get by the ship parts and then they can go back to Coruscant. Okay, great. And then we, get, we see a little bit of the Tatooine life and Qui-Gon takes Anakin's blood. Um, just like a quick, quick pinprick. And he's just like, mm-hmm. he uploads it to the ship and he's just like, um, tell me, does this kid have the force? Because he sees like, because Anakin says, I'm the only human that could do the pod race. because my reflexes I I just know where things are Mm -hmm. before they happen. And he, Qui-Gon picks up. He's like, that's a Jedi trait. I'm curious if he has the Force. And then when we get the readings, Obi-Wan is like, yeah, his midi-chlorian count is off the (laughs) charts. Not even Master Yoda has this amount.
1: Over 20,000.
0: Yeah. We learn what midi-chlorians later on. You know what? Fuck it. (laughs) How do you guys feel about midi-chlorians? Because on one hand, I kind of understand that it's just trying to bring a little bit of science. But on the other hand, that's sort of delegitimizing the Force as just this mystical entity. And it's trying to Mm -hmm. make it biological. So what do you guys think about uh, the whole midi-chlorian thing? Um, You go first. (laughs) uh,
1: When I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, before seeing the original two years prior... I thought that the force was like fate. That anyone can mm-hmm. believe in it. And the one that can manipulate it the most are the ones like the Jedi or the Sith. And so when I'm seeing and me as a 10-year-old says, no, I know it's something in your DNA. And I'm like, so not anyone can believe in the force. And that's the thing. I was like, that's kind of like betraying the message of the originals. But then when mm-hmm. I when the prequels ended, when, they, when reversion disease came out in 2005, and I'm like, what if the Jedi and so many people believe that the Force was only the DNA, but then because of the Empire and the fallout and destroying all of the records of the Jedi, etc. What if people believe that it was like fate? And that's why in the originals and in seven and eight, because nine reckon everything, <laughs> the force is about fate. Mm-hmm. That's the that's my theory of how I see the force. That first was biological, biological, and then it was about faith. But what mm-hmm. do you think, Andres? Andres,
2: for me, the force was not necessarily about faith, but it was more in the power of belief. Mm-hmm. Because there is that very strong moment for me. I always remember this just, just seeing, just um, I remember being the kid and seeing Empire Strikes Back, and there's that scene where where Luke is so close to raising. Mm-hmm the X-Wing and then he almost does it. And then it sinks back in. And then literally he walks away and you're like, Oh, you know what? But That was really tough. That was really tough. You know what? He probably, he's probably not strong enough to do that yet. And then literally Yoda just does it so easily. And then Luke has that moment where he's just like, I, I don't believe it. And then Yoda with the freaking mic drop, that is why you failed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, for me, the entire belief or the entire reason why the force works to me is because it's not about midichlorian counts. It's not about putting your faith in something. It's about your belief in yourself. It's about the belief that, you know, that you have this power within you. That's what I felt. That was truly, truly powerful about what Lucas had done. Originally that I thought midichlorians kind of went a little too far mm-hmm. down the line on, on on the science part where science wasn't even, I mean, you look at this, this is more of a fantasy more than a science movie in it in every way, shape or form whatsoever. Like everything is sort of semi grounded, but there's not necessarily this thing of like having it be ultra gritty, if that makes any sense, or like having them trying to explain certain things. Metachlorians, I get what he was doing, but, uh, that's that, that, if, if I was a script doctor for that, I would have just been like, Luc- Lucas, I'm sorry, but we're just going to have to rewrite it to something mm-hmm. else because that, and, and, and if you notice, that never comes back later on in the series. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah. for
0: sure got feedback off of that. And um, how I understand it later, he says that midichlorians are, they're microscopic bacteria that help enter, um, it, it, it makes you more susceptible to ha- um channeling the force it was how I interpreted it. I thought it was just if you have this microscopic bacteria in your system that you <laughs> just have the force. That was how I perceived it as a kid. As an adult now, when you pay attention to the dialogue, yeah, it makes sense <laughs> and it brings more like sci-fi stuff to it. but Star Wars was much more space fantasy than science fiction. Mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing. So I'm kind of glad <laughs> that we're all on the same page. Oh, yes, how could I forget? That we learned that Anakin has a protocol droid, C3PO, once again played by Anthony Daniels, the only actor mm-hmm. to appear in the entire Skywalker saga,
3: mm-hmm.
0: is mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels. And that, to me, is incredible. Because mm-hmm. that's over 40 years playing the same character. And just, I mean, that's all he's ever done, <laughs> really.
1: And then and... he gets his first interaction with his life partner, R2D, to make it. yeah yeah, not
0: naked (laughs) r2 literally calls him out for being naked once again sassy r2 yes
1: and
0: then we get well the pod racing scene Mm -hmm.
2: which this takes up a
0: good 10 minutes of the movie or like 10-15 to minutes
2: 10 or 15 minutes of the movie but before we get to that how could we forget about one 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 of my favorite sequences in the film. I mean, it's it's so small and so stupid, but I remember just freaking out when this first happened. Was when the Trade Federation is talking to Palpatine, and then there's that moment uh, yes. where Palpatine just Palpatine just goes, "All right, you can't find them. Okay, you know what? Oh, by the way, uh, while we're on this FaceTime call, here's my apprentice, dog." And you just look at him and he's just like like he doesn't say a single word. It, it again, Jedi FaceTime. Like yes. like 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 they're like, oh yeah, by the way, this guy's been standing over my shoulder this entire time. Oh, reveal. Yes. <laughs> but but like he doesn't say not even one word, and you're just like, Oh god, this guy is not to be fucked with. And this guy's gonna kill some fuckers.
1: Also we skip his only one line of dialogue. Alas, Master, we'll reveal of ourselves to the Jedi. Alas, we'll have our our revenge.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he's literally he's got the Boba Fett syndrome, where he just mm-hmm. looks cool, and you are intrigued. Like, what's this guy's story? Mm-hmm. Just by the mm-hmm. look of him, because the Boba Fett's the same way. It, literally, it's just because he looks cool. Says three <laughs> lines, and then is all action after that. Darth Maul doesn't say... A, a single word after he talks with uh, Sidious,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then, that yeah, he tracks where um, the Manabu cruiser is because, um, the Trade Federation sent a fake message to, um, I, I guess, um, the galaxy in mm-hmm. some way, and
3: <laughs> was
0: able to um, delay or put communications back real quick just so they could um, try it and they even say in the movie don't respond to any transmissions because they will trace it back to us and we don't mm-hmm. want to be traced right now but mm-hmm. um, Palpatine was able to or Sidious was able to convince the Trade Federation to do that so that Darth Maul could track them so that's why he arrives on Tatooine and <laughs> it's just this guy's just Job is just to look evil, literally. That is his entire job. And then we get the pod race scene where Watto bets against Anakin, but um, Qui Gon puts a good deal. He's like, "Look, if you win, then you get my. You can keep my ship, and um, and all the money. And then if we win." minus the money that's needed for the parts, you keep all the money, and um, we get Anakin and Shmi's freedom. And he's just like, no, no, no. No pod is worth two slaves. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, fine. The boy's freedom. And But yeah, he's like, either way, you win. Mm-hmm. Something.
1: It's like, we'll decide with uh, Blue, the boy, Red, his mother. And then we yeah, see like Qui-Gon Moose was the dice
0: yeah which it's (laughs) you know that he cheated as well because he looks Uh at it and he knows he cheated because it's like a pair of loaded dice
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) where it's supposed to go on red like Uh it's it's meant to go on red Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: he's just like uh all right but you're still not winning the race and then we get (laughs) the race and my some of my favorite characters are mahonic who who is like the one with three eyes (laughs) Yeah. And then we get uh <laughs> other people like uh like the little tiny one that is Ark Bumpy Roos, as <laughs> I learned from the pod racing game. And of course my favorite, Mars Guo, you know, the guy that goes <laughs> Which is, yeah, Sabolba literally kills Mahonic and Mars Guo. He throws shit in the arena. Yeah. yeah. Like Sebulba is a psych psycho.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. he sat he takes off a part of anakin's pod so he's he's a cheater literally mm-hmm. that's why and anakin even said that before he's just like Saboba made me crash mm-hmm. and i managed to say the pot well most of the pod
2: most of, most of the pod
1: of <laughs> also and i want to ask you as star wars is 10 15 wars minutes is is Greedo a young Greedo laughing at Anakin Skywalker when he turns off his pod? That's
0: not Greedo. It's the same kind of race, the Rodian, but oh, that—that's actually Warwick Davis. Ah! who played Wicket, and he actually makes another appearance in the movie next as to like Wado himself, mm-hmm. next to Watto.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that same character would yeah. later go on in Solo. Mm.
3: Yeah, yeah, Damn.
0: yeah. Warwick Davis has quite. A history with Star Wars. And he always plays characters that start with W. That's another thing. He's, <laughs> he he just he just really <laughs> likes characters that start with W mm-hmm. for the most part, <laughs> except for Leprechaun, but that's that's different.
3: Oh uh,
0: I was thinking oh, okay. like Willow.
1: Yeah.
0: And shit like that. But
1: Can to I can't yeah. wait for that <laughs> series, man.
0: But yeah, <laughs> then we get the 10-15 minutes. We get the two-headed announcer. We got one that's just in the alien language going like Minchangabunda <laughs> no Also
1: I love the little nuggets that you see. Even you see a vendor was like, Hey, you want some? Like some fish, whatever.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> and then oh yeah, and the other guy who's just like,
1: And welcome to the pod
0: racing. We got ourselves a nice race. And young Anakin Skywalker. <laughs>
2: I don't know. <laughs> Skywalkers off Let's the service, service ramp! <laughs> but you know what's one of my favorite beats in all the pod racing for some reason or another? You cut, you cut to Jabba and Jabba shows up.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But then he's watching the pod race and then there's a moment where it cuts to behind his shoulder. And then he just flicks something right off of a yeah. ledge. And I'm like, oh my god, Please? what a bastard! Yeah! yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we get a quick Jabba the Hutt cameo, as well as Bib Fortuna and his weird intestine head.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, then we oh get this incredible sequence of the pod racing. Did you guys
1: feel like it went on too long? Uh, this version is even longer than the current that was in the theaters. Because, like, for example, you get the introduction of so many players, and then the first time that Anakin's ship flips... Like, you see him, like, flip over and over and over. That was not in the theatrical cut. It's only when the his part goes out and he needs to repair it. So, this is more like, kind of like two, three, four minutes longer than the theatrical cut. But I still like it's, it, though.
2: Yeah, no, I still like it either way. But the yeah. thing is that the theatrical cut, um, or, at, or at least the cut that's on Disney+, it's actually extended, and you're right, uh-huh. because... That was the cut that that Lucas revised for the 3D release back in 2011. Mm-hmm. So so the, he definitely did make some changes for the, um, for the 3D version. And the pod racing scene, I mean, I remember as a kid and just seeing that, it was like, oh, it was pretty cool and stuff like that. And I remember seeing it as an adult in the 3D version and watching it with the glasses, I actually kind of got a big kick out of it. And I didn't necessarily feel that there was ever a... Uh, a, a drag in the pacing, if no, that makes any sense. I was totally on board with it's it.
1: It's because it keeps you really engaged, especially also with the soundtrack too. Like the music is amazing. Like the rush, the tension, the suspense of that race, especially how Sebuba manipulates every single one to taking all of those all of those racers out, and it's between him mm-hmm. and Anakin. Also, I love that the Tusken <laughs> Raiders is like kind of like helping. Uh, slowly like, <laughs> yeah, some no, people. They're,
0: and I'm like They're in their territory. And, and I'm like, wow. They, they don't again, fuck with people
1: got some help from those people and then he's gonna kill all of them. The men, the woman, and the children two or ten years later.
0: <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, no. I liked that little um I like that Tuscan Raider cameo because yeah, they're in their territory. They mm. well, they don't like outsiders. It's very clear that they don't. And these are <laughs> dangerous creatures. Mm -hmm. and they're literally killing people (laughs) like it's like you put in like a like drag racing in in their home and Mm -hmm. they're just like yeah no fuck you we're gonna Kill you, get out.
2: But 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 is it is it really territorial? Because it kind of also feels like the Tuscan Raiders are doing it as sport. Because when they hit Anakin, we know when they hit Anakin, they're like, Yeah, I got him. Yeah. <laughs> like like they're like, like like it like it almost kind of feels like they're like Yeah, I got him. It was like okay, well, all right, well, in the next round, let's see if I get another one on the way here. Let's see if I get that big ship, Saboba.
0: <laughs> yeah. Throughout this whole thing, Saboba crashes his ship anakin of course wins because he has the force and everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you know watto pays for the part and they're ready to go but qui-gon at this point he's just like he's convinced that anakin is the prophesized chosen one Mm -hmm. just kind of stupid when you look at the context of like darth vader but in this movie, it's like it's like whatever. You get like prophesized heroes and shit mm-hmm. all the time. The Chosen One, literally, Harry Potter uses that. They, that's what they call
2: Harry.
3: Yeah. Yes, we wee!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh Chosen
2: one, <laughs> I'm coming.
1: Chosen one, I'm coming. You can call me. Uh-huh.
2: Oh uh-huh. Eva betty <laughs> I, I, I
0: understood that reference oh my god i got it
2: i got it. understood that <laughs> reference.
0: No, but uh so he managed to free anakin but he didn't manage to free his mother anakin is very clearly upset by this because his mother is a good mom mm-hmm. we see this and even she's just like look this is probably the best thing for you to become a jedi and just to get out of here make a better life for yourself and yeah then jake lloyd he's just being the cute kid he's just like will i ever see you again what does your heart tell you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yes and (laughs) this is the first time we see that anakin doesn't like change yeah he can't seem to move on from things that he is comfortable with he had a very comfortable life for a slave he had Mm -hmm. a pretty okay life for the place that he was living at
1: also i love the thing that the mom said I was like you cannot stop change as you cannot change the suns from setting and i was like damn i never noticed that quote before it's really mm. right and so there's some
0: good nuggets of dialogue in the past the meme dialogue yeah. which is just <laughs> which we love ironically
1: also since i was a kid him saying go back to his mother and the way that John William raises the music so loud and you seeing the pain of that you know that that Anakin and Schmid are not going to see each other for a long time, especially talking with the context of Attack of the Clones. That scene is even mm-hmm. more sadder. And I'm like, it yeah. still makes me cry. I was crying when I was seeing it today for, before the part.
0: Yeah, and then mm-hmm. after that big emotional scene, then on their way to the ship, Darth Maul attacks him. Oh, my God. So yeah. Playing, he was dying I'm dying an
1: entire... can... <laughs> yeah, and I'm tired. I'm
0: not
2: Right before he got smashed.
0: He got yeah. Darth Maul, and you see that Darth Maul is not somebody be, to be messed with. Mm-hmm. First of oh, Maul, yeah, be- First of yeah, all, but- like, he has a red lightsaber. The only other character that had that at that time was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And he has a really long, um, hilt as well. Yeah. So I thought I was just like, I don't know why he has this long hilt, but he's yeah. fighting Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's supposed to be, like, in his 60s, by the way, canonically. Yeah. So the fact that he's able to move as fast <laughs> he as he is. He looks great for
1: his 60s. Yeah, like, <laughs> point, it's weird. Sometimes
0: his hair looks, like, gray-ish. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then other times it looks like it's colored. <laughs> and I
2: don't know. It's the force.
0: It, it, <laughs> but, t- Tatooine does age you yeah. a couple. It has two twin sons. It ages you quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan can attest to that.
2: Too much vitamin C. But but the thing is that it was one of those things where you seeing um, Darth Maul for that first time. Like when he shows up, he's on a bike. And then all of a sudden he does a backflip off the bike. And then when he's attacking, uh, like, yeah, when he's attacking freaking Qui-Gon, you've never seen... Someone move around with a lightsaber that fast! Like all of a sudden, you see like, you're like, holy crap! Yeah, you're like, all right, you better freaking leave. And I, 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 I love, I love the moment that right when, right when Qui Gon gets on the ship, there's a small little moment where uh, Darth Ball is just looking over at the ship. He goes, like, like he, like in so few body movements, you could just feel the utter anger of he just got away. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, he's like, I didn't have to show him that this is a double-sided lightsaber. Maybe, maybe in an hour. May, maybe in an hour I will show
2: him. <laughs> and then it cuts back to him on the ship, and you just see Obi-Wan's like, uh, uh. <laughs> like after dealing with him for five minutes, not even five minutes. Qui-Gon is
0: out. He's just so tired, and like it took a lot out of him. <laughs> but yeah, then, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up.
1: He got because... the Jedi hours. I was like, I was like, patience, <laughs> patience. I was like, oh, also, Anakin? <sighs> this is Obi Wan Kenobi. I was like, oh, nice <laughs> to meet you. And since I was a kid, when they meet, I I, I, I I made an Anakin voice when I was in the theater. I was like, oh, I'm Anakin Skyway. I'm going to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kill you in 30 years. I'm going to kill you in 30 years. I'm going to become the master.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: Obi Wan with his stupid ass ponytail and weird braid. The Padawan haircut, <laughs> I, I do not like the Padawan haircut at all. And I thought it was weird. I thought that literally Obi-Wan had a buzz cut until I saw the back. I'm like, is that a ponytail? <laughs> I didn't notice it until Attack of the Clones when Anakin's is bad. Yeah. But, yeah. No, episode three, though, that's when they both got... Whew, we'll get there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the main... Oh, man. Um, then we get a little bit of... I mean, because Jar Jar's with them, too. So, like, Obi-Wan, I believe, says to Qui-Gon, um, w- how do you see value in such things? Like, he's referring Anna- to Anakin as, like, a thing. He's comparing him to Jar Jar. Yeah. He doesn't see the value in these things. Qui-Gon, he doesn't understand why Qui-Gon is taking such a liking to Anakin. And, like, he's paying more attention to... He's, he's paying more attention to Anakin than he is to Obi-wan who's supposed to be his apprentice
1: <laughs> also talking about the snarkiness of obi-wan even before Anakin happened to the ship he's like what do I sense that we're gonna see another lifeless for uh, for more
0: life yeah, getting another on the useless ship. life form he here. was like
3: <laughs> okay. Ew.
2: obi-wan obi-wan wants to be the favorite guys he wanted to be the favorite he was struggling so hard for that gold star from Mm qui-gon that all of a sudden here comes this freaking freeloading pod racing son of a gun and he just goes oh wait a minute he's earned his trust he's like completely backing him up like when like when he's like oh i won the pod race (laughs) of course you won the (laughs) podcast you're like wait what you, you like 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 it was tough love from you. You were Denzel Washington in Training Day when we were to go be Like oh, yeah, like goodness, it's showing very clearly that Qui Gon
0: is stepping up to be the parental figure in Anakin's life because mm-hmm. he knows that taking him away from his mother, what that's going to do is to him. Because mm-hmm. you need to grow up with a with a father or mother. You need a parental figure. Also, in your life. I have
1: to think about it. Qui Gon is like I'm going to be. The teacher of this galaxy is Jesus. Who doesn't want to be the teacher of Jesus? <laughs> it's a lot of pressure.
0: It's a but lot of- That's the other thing about Qui Gon, is that I'm just going to go into that. The whole thing that Dave Filoni said is that unlike the other Jedi who we will meet soon in the next scene, they've who have become so political and just their ego has gotten so large that they have really lost their way and they. They feel like they got to cut off their emotions in order to stay strong. And we are the Jedi and stuff. We can't afford form attachments, which is bullshit, by the way. I have a big <laughs> rant about that. Because when you take on, like, an apprentice or something, you form an attachment. Yeah. You can't not do that. You can't not form attachments mm-hmm. to people. That makes you an asshole. You will my brother,
1: Anakin. I love you.
0: Yeah, it makes you just... It just makes you a pretentious asshole. Mm-hmm. But Qui-Gon actually he is the Jedi that feels like it's not a bad thing to care Mm
2: -hmm. about
0: somebody that that, like, these are not bad things to love and to do good for the sake of doing good. Not just saying we are doing good. Yoda sees that in the next movie, but Qui-Gon is ahead of them because Qui-Gon is a lot smarter than them. Mm -hmm. And that is why he is seen as kind of, kind of an extremist actually Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. some of the Jedi and because he does not think like a typical Jedi. That's why he's not on the council.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm. we'll get to the rest of that when we get to the duel of the fates, ultimately the tragedy of the whole thing. But then we get to Coruscant and it is completely different from Tatooine. Whereas Tatooine was just the, the ghetto <laughs> Coruscant is very much like the New York or like the big city where it's literally made out of like God, skyscrapers in the
1: ghetto, Imagine obi making a TikTok on Kurt Tatooine. Oh he's like, oh, God. the
2: ghetto! The uh, ghetto. <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> I'm in the ghetto. Straight <laughs> yeah, I am. didn't know what my life would be. <laughs>
0: yeah, God. then we meet. Um, they, they talk with the Chancellor, who, by the way, is Terrence Stamp. General yes. Zod from Superman 2, if you don't know. Who mm-hmm. literally has nothing to do in this movie. hmm It's really sad you cast a great actor like Terrence Stamp and Senator Palpatine because it turns out that this guy who is very clearly the emperor, the future emperor, (laughs) this evil looking dude is the senator for Naboo. So it makes sense why he would know so much about Naboo and give them the idea of like, hey, you should probably invade that planet. (laughs) <laughs> because it's going to cause some chaos and I'm going to use that to my advantage to further myself in the government. So you're because telling just me that puppet senator.
1: sliding to the DMs of the, of the gun race? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, of, of the,
0: of the, the Naboo people. <laughs> and then we meet the council where we see Yoda. I always remember puppet Yoda.
1: Yes. And
0: mm-hmm. I don't, I I know why now they made him CG Yoda.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just for continuity. But I like Puppet Yoda. And they're doing a test on Anakin, and they're... Like, we meet Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu, and all these <laughs> crazy-looking people like Hiyati Mundi, Plo Koon, um...
1: My, what my about the attack y- on the Wooties? I yep. don't oh, know, not again.
0: <laughs> How I, fear I love, you? I love, uh... <laughs> I love uh, Master Yarl Poof, who's the one with the long ass <laughs> neck and the small head, mostly uh, because of the robot, because of the robot chicken sketch. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And they're just they're questioning uh, Qui Gon. They're just like, okay, why have you brought this kid here? And they sense they're they're just like, you miss your mother, don't you? Mm-hmm. And Yoda goes like, you have a lot of fear in you, young. Skywalker and fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate He's leads to suffering. suffering. But Yoda is completely right. Uh-huh. Which is why they in their mind that's why they don't form attachments. Yeah. Is because uh-huh. they are afraid of ironically they are they are afraid of losing something. Like if you if you form an attachment to something, you're afraid that you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. and they don't want to do that they would rather just not deal with that at all than than just deal with it like a regular person slash alien would do <laughs> but they test anakin and he he passes they're just like oh they're kind of in shock
3: uh-huh. honestly
0: about how how good he is at like naming these like they have a test where <laughs> he, he they're showing a bunch of like vehicles and stuff but they're not showing him and
1: yeah anakin
0: is guessing correctly all of them and they're just like oh yeah no he has the force like he he's got a lot of untapped yeah. potential in here and then they're giving qui-gon shit they're just like uh you can't train him because you're still training obi-wan
1: Also, oh, he's still and obi-wan
0: kind of <laughs> looks at him and is just like yeah so what did, what did you guys think about just, like, Qui-Gon's determination that Anakin is the Chosen One? He is, like, he is all in. He he is betting his life on this boy being the prophesied Chosen One to bring balance back to the Force. He, he believes in Anakin so much. And just what did you guys think of, like, when you saw the Jedi Council for the first time and just seeing Yoda again being he's the he's the grand master of the jedi council mm-hmm. he's like the number mm-hmm. one jedi
2: yeah i mean all i will say is um just seeing just seeing the the jedi council at first it was just like like seeing all the radically different designs on all these different mm-hmm. people where you're just like hmm all right well there's the giant head that they made that they made fun of and um uh, it, it was called the, the uh MTV Movie Awards sketch where they're where they are um, tra- where they are testing Anakin, but it's Andy Dick in the makeup yes. instead, and it's just Yoda just going, "How feel you?" He 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 does this. He does this a lot. He'll just keep saying, also,
1: this. "How Lisa, feel you?" Lisa Kudrow you? in that sketch too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Lisa Kudrow's in the sketch. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, but but see but seeing all those jedi and yeah. then just thinking about the possibilities of all the stories you could tell with every single one of those characters it it was it was very interesting right off the bat but then also watching this as an adult especially when i was back in 2011 when i saw it in 3D it i don't know why but i sort of just kind of felt like the jedi were like damn this kid is so good like you like this kid is so good we cannot hire him yeah like like you know how like when you go to a job mm-hmm. interview and then they then they tell you that you're overqualified. Yeah. it's like are you telling me that that i'm overqualified because i'm going to take your job away it was kind of like the same thing where it's like the jedi saying no we can't have him on board because he's going he's he's going to make the rest of us look bad yeah <laughs> like like you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah. but that's sort of how i took it at first um when I was a kid and then when I was older, for sure.
1: No, that's a really great perspective. Like, um, when I was seeing that scene in that moment, when Yoda says that thing about Fury is amazing, but also, comparing to the to the Yoda in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, I always thought that Yoda was kind of like a, kind of like a grand teacher, kind of like a Dumbledore. And also, that's the way that mm-hmm. they teach him here. But I never imagined me as a kid that the Jedi were also super involved with the politics of the galaxy. I always thought that the Jedi was just kind of like soldier slash priest. So I, for me as a kid, I'm like, that's an interesting choice. When I was mm-hmm. as a kid and now seeing him as an adult, and I'm like, ah, oh, I cannot get it. Especially the thing that you said. And I was like, yeah, technically they didn't want it to be overwhelmed that Jesus was going to take their jobs. So that's why they didn't, <laughs> I didn't want him to train him.
0: Yeah. There's another thing that we forgot is that Qui-Gon mentions Maul. Like he's just like, okay, yeah, and this guy attacked me and they're just like are you saying that this is a Sith? A possibly a Sith? Because a Sith they thought they Lord? think that the Sith are extinct. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to worry about that cuz the Sith are the complete opposite of the Jedi, mm-hmm. very selfish, very dangerous and a threat. And also the console Refuses to hire Anakin. Well, make Anakin a Padawan. <laughs> he refuses to hire Anakin. Yeah, yeah that's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he doesn't. They, the they
2: also refuse. They also refuse to give him the rank of Grand Master, even though he is on the Force. Take a what? seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Episode three. He, he cool. his promotion in the third one. But mm-hmm.
2: he, 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 much <laughs> like pro-
1: Luke,
0: they say he's too old. And It's like, how old do you want these kids? Like babies? Yeah. Because Anakin's only nine and hmm. uh kylo ren was yeah, manipulated by
1: snow he was in the womb uh, so
0: yeah no then they're just <laughs> they, they also they even say i sense much fear and anger in you and of course he would be scared and angry you just ripped him from his home and his entire world and placed him <laughs> in this new thing basically against his will so he's yeah he's, he's kind of justified in mm-hmm. feeling scared and angry
2: but also, well, well, he's justified, sorry, he's justified in feeling scared and angry, but also if you really look at it, Qui-Gon didn't rescue him, Qui-Gon drafted him, yeah. if yeah. you really look at it. Yeah. So, there yeah. you go.
0: Because of his belief that this kid is the Chosen One, he needs to be trained.
3: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then
0: we see the ramifications of that, especially in how Anakin grows up and how he is later on. People don't like Anakin in episode two. And this is just planting the seed of why, which I Mm -hmm. actually really like that. And then uh, the queen goes to plead her case for the Senate. The Senate is basically just, they can't do (laughs) much. They're more of like, they're, they're more like figureheads and they have really little power. They can't do anything. For the most part. Mm-hmm.
1: Not topical and... at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like
2: our real government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't do anything. Yeah.
0: I love that he's just like, hey, can you say goodbye to Padme for me? Because he spent a little bit of time with Padme.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And the whole age difference, it's its only a four year difference. Like she's four only years? Yeah, she's only four years older. But the thing was, <laughs> I thought she was like 16 or something.
1: Yeah, I also thought uh, she was mm-hmm. yeah, older I was just too. Like,
0: I thought she was like 10 years older than him. yeah. Which, you know, that whole age thing later on, I Mm. thought was but when you find out like their actual canonical age, I'm like, oh, okay. It's not that bad. It's just by all outward appearances, I didn't buy like Mm -hmm. like it was just like a cute little friendship or whatever. And it's just like, oh, he really likes her because Mm -hmm. well not only she's Natalie Portman, but she's also really nice to him and stuff. And you have a sense that he doesn't really have many like people that have been kind to him in his life he's a slave he wouldn't really Mm -hmm. know much about the world except the world that he's lived in Mm -hmm. and so they're just like oh yeah by the way there's an invasion on my planet that's happening right now Mm -hmm. and it is natalie portman this time not the not kira knightley Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're just like uh the trade federation like pod the whole senate is really cool just because you see all these like pods and stuff and you see the chancellor right in the middle of them and he's got like the power it's it's really cool
2: and it's 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 really cool but the other thing too is i just remember watching that scene as a kid and i was like i can't wait to see all that get destroyed at some point and then they had to do that and they had to put that scene in episode three where i'm like yes Oh, no. Oh,
1: no. You know what I wanted, Andres? Me and my sister, we thought when we see, like, we see Yoda and the Emperor fighting, and then we see that it's a whole Senate. Me also was like, oh my God, it's going to be full of people, and the Emperor, like, dragging all of the people and killing them, throwing through Yoda. <laughs> And I'm like, and I was like, ah. no, it was not that, but it was still cool. Like me and my sister, we want violence, we want our raided stuff, like we want to like that. <laughs>
2: but you, still, you 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 just, still you, just do. you just wanted Palp you just wanted Palpatine to just start screaming out, they all died in a cause greater than themselves. Yes,
1: <laughs> but also Boom. talking about something that Yoda said that is super interesting to unravel the whole trilogy, is making a, a is making an allusion that only Qui Gon has seen the future of Anakin Skywalker, but not anyone can see it because Palpatine is also technically manipulating his future. Because Yorin hmm. Trimur says the future is crowding to see in Skywalker's technically timeline.
0: Because yeah, he can the... see the
1: future from other things, but not Anakin. You
0: yeah, know? it's very, mm-hmm. they make a point that it's just like, oh, we can't really read this kid. We don't mm-hmm. have a read on this kid. And that makes us scared. Because we usually have the power.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. yeah, Clouded is his future. It, 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 Yoda like suspects, he's like, this is kind of sketchy, guys. Mm-hmm. We should probably look at this. But Qui-Gon is just, he is letting his belief actually blind him. And that's kind of a flaw <laughs> on Qui-Gon's part.
1: Also, and, before we go back to now, will we see the ETs uh, on one of the... Yeah, sevens? I
0: know. I, uh, somebody... <laughs> Like, I learned that on the internet. I was just like, oh, shit, those are the ETs. So apparently E.T. is part of the Star Wars universe, but it was more of, like, like an Easter egg for <laughs> George's friend Steven because he made E.T. And E.T. ironically um, beat Star Wars at the box office for, like, all time because mm-hmm. when Star- the yeah. first Star Wars came out, it had the highest box office ever. And then E.T. Mm-hmm. came along, and it beat that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... Phantom Menace came and actually beat that, so it's like. It it's, it's doesn't race to between into, Steven and George. Yeah, it was just a friendly race, and while they're
1: like, talking,
2: no, I'm going to be the box office king.
0: <laughs> yeah, while they're talking, Palpatine is just leaning like because he's there too. Obviously, he's a he's a senator. He's a representative for Naboo, and he's mm-hmm. going over to the Queen. He's just like yeah this is going nowhere. I think we should get a new Chancellor mm-hmm. just call for a vote of no confidence, and so they do and the Chancellor's just like what the what the hell because like he's trying his best, but he't yeah. he's very ineffective like he he doesn't do anything he just <laughs> he lets people just go on and like the Queen is just like... Look, guys, I wanted you to do something, not just discuss this in a freaking committee, which mm-hmm. is going to take forever, while my people <laughs> are getting starved and...
2: And they're Basically,
0: they're dying. Murdered. Yeah, they're, they're cut off from the rest of the galaxy. So
1: we kind of need to do something about this. But we don't talk about the lazy Tatooine. No 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 no, 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 no. This is a thing right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, those freeloaders. Well, then
1: again... <laughs>
0: They did say that the Republic doesn't exist in Tatooine. I know,
1: but still, just making a sly joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. But anyway, <laughs> the vote removes uh, Chancellor Valorum, and then they're just like, "Oh yeah, they're
3: they, they have some new Palpatine.
0: nominations. Guess who it is? Palpatine. <laughs> a surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one." <laughs> and then one of the other nom- nominees I noticed was uh, they said the name Antilles. Ooh! Yeah, one of the, mm. one of them is uh, I forget the first name, but they said Antilles, and I was just like, "Oh shit, Wedge's family." I would assume, yes, because like Wedge Antilles is one of my favorite like pilots,
3: mm-hmm. up
0: there with Poe Dameron and Harrison Dula, and <laughs> I I always love just the little well Wedge mm-hmm.
2: of <laughs> love. That I like he Ham goes. Sandwich guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> The ham, the ham I, I I don't know why they call him that, the ham sandwich pilot, <laughs> because, because he looks a little, because he looks a little big. All right, great. Whatever. He can still, well, he sort of flew a, he sort of flew an X-wing for a little bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, then
0: the queen is just like, I'm going back to Naboo. And during the conversation with Jar Jar, he's, Jar Jar is just like, yeah, well, I wish we had the gun- um We wish you had an army. Gungan's got an army. We got one and uh we're brave warriors
3: mm-hmm.
0: but uh yeah sorry I uh, wish you had an army because all she has is her security team and mm-hmm. this gang of um ragtag just <laughs> protagonists and so they go back and then oh qui-gon explains what midi chlorians are and then one of my favorite lines because it's just funny when you see the whole trilogy and anakin goes I don't want to be a problem. You won't be a problem, Anakin. Anakin proceeds to be quite the problem later on.
2: You are going to be the biggest problem in the galaxy. We are going (laughs) home! (laughs) And then
0: they go to Naboo Mm -hmm. to go to the Gungans because the Queen knows that they need the Gungans as the allies (laughs) because they don't have anybody to fight the army. And they're just like, well, we got a couple of volunteers for Naboo and two Jedi. And they're just like, hey, can we get more Jedi? And they're, they're <laughs> just like, look, we're just keepers of the peace. We don't we don't have an army. Right. We're we're not allowed to join these conflicts. An ironic statement that we didn't <laughs> know was ironic at the time. But they go to uh a sacred ground for the Gungans and then they plead their case for Boss Nass he's back mm-hmm. and um that's when we get the big reveal that uh the this the queen who's Kira Knightley is not actually the queen but it's Padme I'm actually Queen Amidala and then Anakin's just like what everyone's just and I was just like really
1: classic telenovela twist as George has before because George likes
2: it. He the badge just everyone's like, what? Yeah.
0: Because, because George loves his big reveals. We just, we'll just give it to him. And then she's just like, all right, we are at your mercy. And Boss Nass thinks that's hilarious. And he's just like, we are going to be <laughs> friends. I, I got the double chin, too, so it also helps no. my, my jowls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait, wait. <And>
2: cod, <laughs> wait. No. God, this is
0: going to be a fucking nightmare to edit.
2: <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. You guys hear that? That's
0: mm-hmm. the sound of a mil- of a thousand terrible things.
3: Oh, yes! god damn it, damn
2: it. Uh, oh you can't trick uh, me uh ghost uh, jesus you got I thought me. i had you right there <laughs> almost i'm not
0: even the most hard, hardcore yeah freaking brian uh our friend brian he was on the show before and just spoiler we're gonna have him on for another show and yes. he, he tripped us up with star wars trivia and yeah payback brian even though <laughs> he's the best and a certain point of view is also just it's its the best crew
2: they're, they're cool yeah they're, they're cool no yeah. i'm kidding <laughs> no they're great yeah
0: and uh so they got the gungans on their side mm-hmm. and they got oh yeah jar jar once again much like an actual government boss Nass is just like Hey yeah, you helped broker this piece and Joe's like, oh no. That's why you're gonna be a general.
3: General,
0: general? And he passes what? out. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, okay, you get this clumsy comedic relief, a position of power and a, a military power.
1: And he's gonna yeah, have more no power in the
0: it. sequel. Oh yeah, he becomes representative <laughs> thinks.
3: <Or laughs> how can I
0: forget? it checks out you give power to people that don't exactly deserve it mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then powerful. they elect real and they elect really terrible people in high powers of government uh, yeah palpatine <laughs> yes george we all I'm, just, all I'm just talking about in real life oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, know. I, oh, I, don't, wow.
0: I don't need to say the name uh I, it's like voldemort <laughs> you don't say the name mm-hmm. um
2: <laughs> candy oh, yes God.
0: And then we get this cool shot. I know that this was the first thing that you saw in that trailer that you mentioned earlier in the uh, beginning of the yeah. episode was the big fog and the marshes mm-hmm. and you see the Gungans on these, I forget the yeah. creatures. Don't kill me. Star Wars hands. Every out of
1: the beginning.
0: Killing, oh, yeah. yes. And then <laughs> you see the entire Gunkan army and they have quite the army too. Mm-hmm. And they're setting up for the battle that they know is going to happen. And they made a game plan. They're just like, "All right, we're gonna retake the palace. We're gonna retake Naboo. And while the Gungans are getting the droid army, we're gonna get the queen back into power. Because and they will get some viceroy, swarm at the end. Yeah, uh, the viceroy and <laughs> uh, all of them. Oh yeah, I forgot. Newt Gunray is the <laughs> is the head uh, of the Trade Federation. Mm-hmm. He's there, and they need to take it back. Mm -hmm. and establish connection and everything and basically arrest them and put them on um put them on blast (laughs) and once we get three battles happening the first one is the gungans versus the The droids when you saw Mm -hmm. this for the first time in theaters what do you guys think like did you really feel like the big Scale, yes. of these battles because Lord of the Rings hadn't come out at that time, so there was mm-hmm. nothing that el- else that really compared to it. Like in modern filmmaking, like the big mm-hmm. scale, you see it all the time now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, especially now. I mean, uh, de- definitely, I definitely felt the um, the scale at that point in time. But it was almost, it was, it was like, like I, I, I really, I really liked the scale of the battle. And I really liked how, I mean, I mean, no, I know we're going to probably get into it a little later, but also just the type of weapons between the two, between the droid army and the guns, what they were using and just sort of the imagination on that as well. I thought was great. Like those, little, like those little grenades that like literally are like almost like water balloons, yes. but then like, 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 like literally when, when they toss them, they like, they like corrode. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Actually. Like, you know what I mean? Too. Like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then the way the they wore they wore those shields mm-hmm. as well. It was like, oh, it was it was it was freaking Tony Stark isms before Tony Stark was. Oh, it it, was, it even... was Wakanda before
0: Wakanda happened.
1: Also, that's why I yeah. made that joke because the thing that you <laughs> said of like getting the queen back, destroying Nate Conray, attacked the, by the droid army, and doing the big battle with the villain that's technically the Avengers. Definitely <laughs> the, the first Avengers movie, destroying the main yeah. ship to destroy all of the droids. And i like, think
0: they got it from. Um,
1: that's why. <laughs>
2: Joss D- Wayne isn't. Yeah. He's not that. He's not that creative, guys. <laughs>
0: oh, shots fired! Anyway, yeah. So we got Oh, that. oh I, I will shire. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> shire.
2: <laughs> I will. Sh- I will fire so many shots. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah,
0: much like Han oh um and then yes then we see them in the palace hangar and they free the pilots because they they're trying to get the blockade out of the way Uh so that Mm -hmm. you know other people can come to the planet and they can reestablish (laughs) communication so there's that reason Mm -hmm. also um they're in the palace hangar anakin Really stupid though that they bring Anakin along. You yeah. should have just stayed back at Coruscant because why the fuck would you bring a nine-year-old boy to a dangerous space battle? Your future Jesus in harm.
1: into a battle, You're putting him in harm's way. That was
0: stupid. You kind of need him there though because the plot will demand it. They put him in mm-hmm. a cockpit, and we have been establishing that the pot and the pod race established that Anakin is a good pilot like obi-wan in the original Mm -hmm. trilogy said he was the best star pilot in the galaxy so you and a cunning warrior and Mm -hmm. even as a young boy we see yeah he's an exceptional pilot because he gets put in the cockpit and he somehow bumbles his way learns how to fly a naboo fighter in space and we get a the big (laughs) space battle so there's that but the main battle
3: because uh, it dun, turns dun. out they're, they're on their way
0: to the palace, like the main room, <laughs> like Queen Amidala, who's Padme, and her guard, and everything. And we see just Darth Maul it, look right up, mm. and shit's going to go down. And then they're just Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are just like, we'll handle this. <laughs> <laughs> takes off. horns. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then. <laughs> They take off their robes, which is something that they do a lot in this <laughs> prequel trilogy. Yes. And then Darth Maul ignites his lightsaber. Pewsh! On one end, pewsh! on the other end. I was like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, what the hell? What? <laughs> I didn't know that you could have a double lightsaber because I didn't see the trailer for this. Because I know that they play this in the teaser trailer as well. Oh, yeah, like, they Darth did. Darth Maul, double, double lightsaber. Because that's a big selling point. I remember, like... Oh, yeah. Even in the Force Awakens, they did the cross-guard Yes. When you see a new kind mm-hmm. of lightsaber, of course you're gonna get excited. Yeah.
2: Well, and, well, so many people were pissed yeah. off at the cross-guard. I mean, like, with with the dual-bladed lightsaber, it was one of those things where, like, you know, people at the time, they went, that that is that is a logical progression. Like, it's like, okay, um, Jedi's, I mean, sort of like lightsaber battles were sort of based off of samurai, mm-hmm. and... Uh, darth maul's fighting style is based most off of wushu more than anything else so it felt like it was it was it was a progression of what that fighting style would be so mm-hmm. to see that translated on screen it was just like holy crap never did i know that i wanted this in my entire life it not only that
0: amazing i love that you bring up the fact that it's wushu because ray park the actor that physically portrays mm-hmm. darth maul first of all mm-hmm Round of applause for him, his physic his physical work. He yeah. did like all those flips and was they spent months and hours and hours and hours practicing the fight, mm-hmm. which we will call Duel of the Fates because that's the name of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah, appropriate that, that, that. because <laughs> yeah, when you play that score, that is the one score from Phantom Menace. I mean, there's a lot of John Williams score, but when you think of the Phantom Menace, you think of this score. Yes with the choir and everything and the light generator room. And yeah, you see Darth Maul taking on both a Jedi Knight and a Padawan skillfully at the same time. He's moving so fast and he's doing all these flips and shit. And yeah, just all the credit to Ray Park and just a little detail that I love is that he has like an earring, like he has a piercing on his (laughs) upper ear. They just kept Mm -hmm. it there. Yeah, and later on when we see uh, Padme and the rest of her team go up, this they have like the grappling hook and stuff. Yes, like one of the one of the Naboo people is Ray Park. They literally yeah. he was he was literally an extra in there, so that's Darth Maul without the makeup. It's a blink and you'll miss it <laughs> thing, and if it's not pointed out to you, you, will you will miss it entirely.
1: But also, but then we get.
0: Duel of the Fates, which is one of the greatest lightsaber battles ever. It is so fast and epic. And even people that don't like this movie, they love this. Yeah. So what did you yeah. guys think of when you saw Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul for the first time? Like the first half of it. Because we'll talk about the second half later. Like once you're done.
1: It's epic. It's glorious. The opera of the music. Like seeing how all of the choreography. Even without more without saying anything, this is a criticism that a lot of people criticize the prequel fights that they didn't have a lot of drama and dialogue. It was almost choreography, and I'm like, but I I still love the 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 fights in the prequels a little more than the originals, even though the originals has beautiful drama that I love because I grew up watching telenovelas in Mexico. But <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing. I don't know, Andres, but I see Star Wars as a telenovela. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's how George said it. It's a soap opera in space. And so, that's why I'm mm-hmm. one of the few people that see it that way, like George, too. And I was like, for me, of course, they're great fantasies and then great sci fi stories. But I was like, uh, Star Wars is my then telenovela. I see. Do you can see why I don't mean like Rogue One or The Mandalorian or those other Star Wars shows? Because it doesn't have the drama that I love from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I only go to for the drama and the effects because it has. Everything that I want, but it also it is even though they're not seeing anything, that is also dramatic because it's Obi Wan as a part of one fighting a big enemy that like he has heard of fables about the set, he has never experienced one. And Liam Neeson, he's also technically like, I had to defend my part of one and also technically save the Naboo at the same time. So there's drama even without seeing the drama. That's how I see that fight, and it's amazing. What do you think, Andres?
2: Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, apart from everything you said as well, too, I mean, like, there, there's so much going on at that point in time, but just the battle mm. in particular was you had never seen something of that scale before, and you had never seen something that fast and kinetic, and then also not even talking about um, – Not even talking about uh, um, characters dealing with each other, Mm. but also characters having to deal with the environment around them. Like Maul, like, 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 there's a particular moment where Maul is getting cornered into Asaya the Hangar, and then literally, as he's getting backed up, he takes a droid's head and bashes the control unit, and Mm. he's like, nah, I got my second win, guys. I got my second win. Come on, come on. And, and, and just, and just, and, and just also even in that in that uh, I'm just gonna call it the the engine room where it's like all this light and it's blinding to the camera, yeah. and just how how gorgeous and how utterly sort of terrifying it is because the moment that Obi Wan falls, it's just like, yeah. holy crap! And then it, and then it's just one of those things where each of these Jedi are given Darth Maul a run for his money by himself, but if you're alone with him that's that's like like if 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 maul is fighting you one-on-one maul already has the advantage right off the bat so it was just sort of like that intense echo of like anytime obi-wan fell off the fight you were just like go 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 fucking help him and um and but yeah but just that first half is so utterly incredible and i remember just you know, being a kid and sort of being a little bored by some of the stuff that came up earlier, minus the pod race. And then when you finally got to that scene, you're like, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's ultimately what, what my ultimate thoughts on 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 the first half of the duel of the also, fates for sure.
1: Also, a thing that I love is that thing that you said of like uh, that grappling hook, but also that weapon, the design of it. I used to have one of those, those, the like the toy guns that you can put on water, mm-hmm. and me and myself was like, pew, pew, like with water, and <laughs> ah, I love those things. I, especially also, I love the design of the chromatic, like the Naboo of, ship of Padme. That's a thing, mm-hmm. like talking about things in details, but also we see Anakin getting up from the autopilot in in the in space. I was like, uh, and <laughs> one of the things that I love that comes back in another movie, is like, Let's try spinning. That's a good trick. And then, of course, he, my boy, his grandson, he's like, mm, like, like, like doing it without even saying.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, there's a lot of things that you could <laughs> relate back to that line. But yeah, we got <laughs> this is tense. Yeah, of course. Now this is pod, pod racing. racing.
2: Oh my god! I know we're in trouble. Just hang on. <laughs> uh, that's when people were
0: really annoyed with Anakin. But I was just like,
1: yeah, of course you Oh, will. And I take mean, this. How was he react? And this. Yippee! <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, 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 honestly, like, like, like the one thing I did question as a kid that um, even my dad brought up when we first saw the movie is that um, Anakin is driving this thing. For, for a split second and he's helping and he's helping his friends blast the uh the freaking destroyers. Mm-hmm. C- couldn't he have blasted dark Ball on top of that? Qui-Gon, get there. Yes, yes. oh, well,
0: he's also nine. He's not thinking about these things. And also, I was if thinking if about he these things. That, we would
2: have no movie. If he did that, we'd had no movie. Qui-Gon would still be alive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Although we'll he is there, still alive in my heart. Well,
0: I mean coming from a ghost <laughs> yes um so uh, we'll just go back to the gungan battle real quick because i mean also my favorite line in that ouch time and the oh, droids yeah. are kicking their asses yeah like bad It takes out the shield generator and they're just retreating and we get some comedy from jar jar including the giant balls <laughs> That like, like the, the enormous electric, Boom. I guess yeah. electric water balloon balls. Yeah, and he takes out a tank. He's just like, you said the boomba. And you said don't have the boomba. I mean, he I just don't accidentally. Have the <laughs> like, he's accidentally just killing a ton of droids. It's kind of funny. i really like it. I was just like, okay, you know what? This is fine. It adds a little bit of humor to the battle and everything. They might have overdone it in some places, but uh, like. Yeah, they, they're clearly surrounded and everything, and they're like, hands up, my give up,
1: my, my give up. up. <laughs> He's I give
0: just up. like, think of something. No, no, all the the is lost <laughs> in that battle, they did. But that brings me to the ending of the space battle, which is Anakin blows up the main ship <laughs> of the Trade Federation, and that knocks out the the communication with the droids so it makes the droids break mm-hmm. and they're all shut off and yeah they said broken
1: woohoo so yeah oh, was <laughs> like, uh, we didn't do it Who is could from the inside we didn't do it and was like oh yeah, someone all- is coming out <laughs> like,
2: they're just like hey
0: it's one of ours and they're like yeah <laughs> alright but then oh
2: oh my god can, can can you just imagine being one of those pilots and be like a fucking nine-year-old took down the Federation?
1: Uh, yeah. God. Also canonically, I'm going
2: to murder this kid. Also
1: canonically, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader killed a hundred people in that ship when he was nine years old. <laughs> well...
2: Yeah, he was involved with capital murder before he was even a Jedi. Yeah, well,
0: m- <laughs> most of them are droids, so it didn't really matter.
2: But you, you could also you could also say Anakin was involved in the drive by shoot. Oh my god, no! I, we we've already got there. We started off with Anakin Skywalker on a pussy hunt, and now we're on capital murder <laughs> with Anakin Skywalker. This is the show. <laughs>
0: oh God! But yeah, let's go back to. The crux, because we're in the third act now. This has been almost two hours, and we're finally getting um, to the end. And Mm. so Maul separates Obi-Wan from Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon's just fighting Maul by himself. And canonically, again, Qui-Gon's like in his 60s. He's getting very tired, Mm -hmm. it seems. And he's using one form. I think it's Form 3, which is a lot of attack like with a lot of energy and hit him quick but Maul knows this and he's counteracting all of that and Obi-Wan manages to get to like the re- revolving projector thingies whatever <laughs> like force field and...
1: thing I, I yeah. love that the that little moment of Maul just walking and kind of like making fun of Qui-Gon as Qui-Gon is meditating
0: he's kind of just like watching him like yeah. a Predator like a tiger or something. Like he's, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's waiting hungry. for him like a freaking shark. Yeah, he's he's watching him like a predator. And Qui Gon is just and, like super. I'm gonna catch my breath. I'm gonna you know just take some time
2: for myself. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> Basically, he's an old man.
0: Oh man, Obi Wan like, is just like super anxious. Yeah, just as Maul because he wants to get at him. He's yeah. he's all like. In. this is young Obi-Wan well also too.
1: Obi-Wan took a mm-hmm. Red Bull that day so he has a lot of <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so it revolves and then Qui-Gon and Maul go back to fighting awesome one-on-one mm-hmm. by the way and then Obi-Wan is just about to make it but he gets stopped at the last minute
3: mm-hmm. and
0: so all Obi-Wan can do is just watch as Qui-Gon and Maul fight but then Maul boom hits Qui-Gon in the head with the butt of his um, with the middle of his um, hilt and then Mm -hmm. boom stabs him no No! we get the dramatic music yeah and yeah so Qui-Gon's out like he gets stabbed Mm -hmm. in the stomach and he's he's gonna die Mm
3: -hmm. and then we see
0: Obi-Wan just how quickly his face goes like he's pissed he's like I'm gonna murder this guy and
1: Obi-Wan didn't Mm -hmm. read the the chapter about force healing
3: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I have to put it in I have god.
2: to do it Oh my god <laughs> I have oh to
3: do
0: Jesus
2: it Jesus Christ Oh my god You did not read the chat <laughs> <laughs> Turners, They were not <laughs> Fuck you JJ Abrams patience, Fuck patience. you JJ <laughs> god damn it oh Oh, my god i love jj abrams but to a certain extent fuck jj abrams somehow somehow anyway then
0: when obi-wan gets his chance because they know what's coming they ignite their lightsabers and then we have like my favorite bit of choreography Mm -hmm. is the obi-wan versus maul it is so again it's fast and kinetic and they're making moves like a lot of moves them. that like in like 30 seconds, they yeah. make like 20 moves. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And yeah, I really and...
2: appreciate the choreography. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No. And in, in the choreography, like, like it matches up with, with sort of, um, with Obi-Wan's fighting style at that point. Like he's sort of going, he's sort of going like, 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 like he's, he's almost so, sort of blood drunk. Mm-hmm. Like he's just True, dying to get one tried, hit on him.
0: And, and Maul's on the defensive now. Yeah. But but Obi-Wan's also kind of being careful as well, because he's defending a lot as well. He's just Mm -hmm. way more super focused because that anger and fear, like even Palpatine said it later on, on and he's just like, it makes you strong, it makes you focus, makes Mm -hmm. you stronger. And we see that Mm -hmm. through, yeah, when you're angry at something, you tend to focus a lot more, and you're just like determined Mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. So that much is true. And Obi-Wan manages to slice um, the lightsaber in half. So Maul has a single hilt now. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: But Maul manages to push him over the uh, bottomless pit.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then Darth Maul has the high ground.
0: Yes. He is is toying with him, (laughs) using his lightsaber to create sparks. By the way, Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber Mm -hmm. because he drops it when he gets knocked over.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And he he manages to hold on and... Mm -hmm maul kicks his lightsaber into the pit so he's screwed there but then obi-wan mm-hmm. is eyeing qui-gon's lightsaber and uh from deep in the pit yeah <laughs> yeah. And we see, yeah just just don't think about it and
1: <laughs> and he technically flies because he drank that red bull he they, he yeah. got wings he and, and maul is
0: just like what are, what are you doing And then I I can't help but think of how it should have ended where he's just like, it's over Obi-Wan. I have the high ground.
3: He's just like, don't try it.
0: And then, but in this case, Obi-Wan manages to jump up, flip over Maul and Maul doesn't know what's like, he can't process it fast enough. And then Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon's lightsaber cuts him in half. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And he manages to go over the edge and you see his two halves, like falling down. It yeah. was kind of like intense for me the first yeah. time I saw it.
1: And some little and... shade of blood for a PG. Yes, movie. Yeah. for a and PG. Now movie. I want to
0: get to Look. the part where why this battle is so important. It's one of the most important in Star Wars is that this is ultimately determining Anakin's fate. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Qui Gon would be the father that he needed. Mm-hmm. And Maul, he is. He is designed to be evil. And now, like before they brought him back, he was done. Like he served his purpose. He killed Qui-Gon. Yeah. And without Mm -hmm. this, without his father, without Qui-Gon to be the father figure, Anakin doesn't have that guidance. And like the Jedi don't care. Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan, he warms up to Anakin and he becomes a brother to him, but he's not the father that he needed mm-hmm. and that is what mm-hmm. qui-gon was going to be darth maul was literally made to be the to rip that away and ultimately it would be like if anakin he's either going to end up okay with qui-gon mm-hmm. or he's not he would have been fine with qui-gon because qui-gon i really cared about him he, he mm-hmm. seemed to be like aside from his mother he's the only one that seems to care about anakin and I mean, maybe Padme a little bit, but not to the level of like like a father would care for a son. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't have a parental figure in your life, you will be led down a dark path. And that is ultimately the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker is that Palpatine is able to use that to his advantage and be sort of like a mentor to him. And yeah, again, he him and Obi-Wan eventually do become friends and like brothers, Mm -hmm. but that's not the same thing. And ultimately everything hinges on this fight. We know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We know that Anakin it's, it's going to end bad for Anakin.
3: Yeah.
0: But, and you don't really think about this thing, these things because of the choreography and, Oh, it's so cool and everything, Mm -hmm. which that's part of the case, but there's just, there is a story reason behind it. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: most people don't think about that and that is these movies are made for kids but it's also important to show kids that you know good may triumph over evil but it's a constant fight that you have to you yourself can choose good and evil and Mm -hmm. your surroundings will reflect whether or not you are being led down a good path Mm -hmm. or not and they will help Mm -hmm. you choose to be a better person they will influence you and unfortunately for anakin in this case it ends badly and so obi-wan goes over to qui-gon as he's dying and qui-gon's just like just promise me you will train the boy like obi-wan only trains anakin first of all because it's out of an obligation out of a promise he made to qui-gon not Mm -hmm. because he cares Again, mm-hmm. he does that eventually, but it's not, it's not the initial, um, initially it was not like that. It was more just because, um, you know, he had to make himself feel better and honor Qui-Gon.
1: we hasn't even got like, his degree yet, and, he, and yeah, now and- he's going to be a teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, which they do reference. They're just like, "Oh, oh, I believe that Obi Wan can pass the trials mm-hmm. and to be a uh, Jedi Knight." And Obi Wan does appreciate that, but mm-hmm. he's just like, "Just train the boy. He is the chosen one. Trust me on mm-hmm. this. I'm right. He will bring balance to the Force." Oh, Qui Gon, if you only knew. <laughs> but he, he but dies. he did.
1: He didn't make me kneel.
0: Well. It was a long winded road.
2: It was a long winded road. He brought balance eventually, you know, at the cost of like hundreds of thousands of lives eventually. But, yeah.
1: Th- it was about balance. <laughs> and also, technically, without counting on events that happen in a certain movie at the end.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> prophecy. No. So,
0: then we get, following the battle, we get. New Gunray is arrested by the Republic. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's elected chancellor, of course. He makes his way there looking proud yeah. and everything. And he's just like, <laughs> Thank you, young Master Kenobi. And you, young Skywalker, mm. we will watch your career with great interest. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oui, him, oui. It's just like it's just like, yeah, okay, grooming him early. I, I see you. You're gonna
2: beat my bitch when you're older. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. So then <laughs> um yoda talks with obi-wan and he's just like look qui-gon said that you can train him but i don't agree with this at mm-hmm. all but the council says that you can train him he's like i don't agree with this but the council has overruled me mm-hmm. and you will be a jedi knight you will train young skywalker and then we get qui-gon's funeral and he's actually like it's like a throwback to Vader's
3: Mm -hmm. funeral
0: where he's cremated Mm -hmm. on a pyre and then we see the first hint of obi-wan actually caring about anakin he just said i will make you a jedi i promise and because they both Mm -hmm. cared about qui-gon obviously a great deal everybody cared about qui-gon a great deal Mm -hmm. he was sort of like the anchor that held everything together he was he was the obi-wan before Mm obi-wan if that makes sense (laughs) Like, he was the wise master, but he was also a bit of a rebel. But he was a good man, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And that was what makes Qui-Gon one of the best Jedis ever, is that he actually understood the philosophy of the Jedi and didn't um, get drunk on its power or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And while there, Mace Windu and Yoda, they're talking like, oh, yeah, no, this is a Sith. Always two there are a master and an apprentice. That's but which was destroyed, the master of the apprentice. And then they pan to Palpatine uh, <laughs> yeah, then they pan to Palpatine's yep. face. And it's just like, if that does not give you the answer of who he is, not not to mention the fact that they don't hide his mouth yeah. and that he sounds the exact same. It's like again, even <laughs> as a kid, I figured that out.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was like yeah, yeah, I was-
0: you will die. <laughs> I was five when I figured that out, and then we get the whole celebration, which is great. And like, just a random fact: one, one of the extras yep. is Sally Hawkins for some reason. Like, it's a yep. she's in the she's in the crowd, and mm-hmm. we get Boss Nass. He gives the Naboo people this big Orbe glowy ball. Pretty much like one of those like Tesla balls, or like one of those things from <laughs> one of those things, Tesla. like what, like you know what I mean, like the Nikola Tesla, yeah. not 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 the Elon Musk they, Tesla. Ah, oh, okay, <laughs> I was thinking of the car, wasn't? It- <laughs> no, 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 like, you know, like one of those. Nik-
2: They're gonna sell Louise into yeah. the the, the freaking lake, like, like one
0: of those, like um, the, the, one of those Frankenstein yeah. like electric electric ball things, yeah. like. And everything, and then
1: also talking about Disney like Powerline in the Goofy movie.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, then we
0: get yeah, then we see Anakin has his Padawan haircut looking at Padme, just <laughs> like giving her the, the eye, and then she's just like,
1: That's cute, and she's like, <laughs> Yahoo! And she's gonna be like, I'm gonna fuck him in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't wait
2: until you get older. <laughs> and <then> it ends, <laughs> boom, it took two hours and
0: 11 minutes, but. We finally got here, one of our longest episodes. We have, that was the Phantom Menace. Do you have any closing thoughts before we rate the movie, and then just want to do the plugs, guys? Because I have a bit to say, which is as much as I love a lot of this movie, hmm. I cannot, cannot ignore the elephant in the room, which is that a lot of it does not make sense. In the context of mm-hmm. the entire trilogy, some stuff makes more sense than others. But as a standalone movie, there's a lot of stuff that just... It's convoluted as hell.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. oh,
0: yeah. And there is very hard to follow unless you are paying a lot of attention. That knocks it down a few. I still enjoy it, but it's going to be ranked lower than you think it is. Any Any closing thoughts you want to give about The Phantom Menace? Any little... Any little thing, and then we can just do the plugs. Uh,
1: for me, that. I still like this movie. The first time I saw in theaters, I liked it. But I was like, this is not the movie that I expected. Like, I got out, and there was some people in English been talking about it, and there's some people in Spanish talking about it, and I'm like, that's not the movie that I was theorizing in my head, but it didn't make me hate it. But I still liked so much <laughs> of it, like the action and the, the fights and everything, but... Of course, like we said, like the midi thing that was a thing that I hated since I was 10 years old when I got <laughs> out from the movie. I was like, this is not what the force was in my head. But, like, I still like, i then reading later that these movies were created by children and everything. I'm like, well, I, I, this movie is enjoyable, but then, of course, then you get into the complicated thing about the trade federation the taxes and the, the legal contracts to invade and all of that stuff and i'm like i just came to see how many drama and fights and pe- if people's exploding and dying so okay not even a telenovela is that political but okay, uh, but, okay. <laughs> maybe george wanted to do something different so i get it but i still enjoyed this movie a lot like for me it's a seven out of ten i still i still uh, like this movie a lot It's better than row
0: one. Sorry. Oh, no, you're not.
2: (laughs) No,
3: I'm
2: not. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Billy knows me so well. Guilty. (laughs) I mean, for me, I remember coming out of this movie and really loving it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Top to bottom, loving it so much. And it was only up until I started revisiting it a little later on that it started to sort of fall apart for me here Mm -hmm. and there. And 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 it was really just kind of like the the rose colored glasses of seeing just these epic lightsaber battles and this epic battle as well too. That sort of kind of that that sort kind of window dressed all the other uh, the other um, weaknesses of the movie in terms of the pacing. Mm. But but then when I rewatched it when I was older again, it really kind of held up for me in a, in a way that. Honestly, this one is probably not even the weaker of the prequel movies for me, personally. This one is actually probably in the middle ground for me. I can rewatch this one anytime. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite one out of the prequels. And uh, Attack of the Clones, I mean, I know people consider that to be a, an improvement over this. But Attack of the Clones, just just uh, p- p- put it this way. Attack of the Clones is still the only Star Wars movie I have not seen projected on on a theatrical screen, like when Attack of the Clones came out, all I like—I remember being over at this uh, over at the cinemas to go see Attack of the Clones, and it was packed as well, and I couldn't go in and see it. And earlier, I'm like, "But Spider-Man's showing! I'm gonna go spend my money on Spider-Man yes. again." So I went, so I went to go see Sam Raimi Spider-Man for a fifth time in two weeks, which was insane to that point, but. Oh yeah, but but for me, attack uh, for me, the Phantom Menace really still. I mean, it it still holds a special place in my heart, and it's one of those that, you know, for as much crap as the prequels get, you cannot take away that George Lucas he made his vision mm-hmm. exactly how he wanted to, and also on top of that, I mean, say what you will about about what's going on with um with just with just the lack of imagination, the Disney movies, and stuff like that you look at some of the designs and some of the worlds in this and it was it was so inventive and it was so cool and it was so creative in so many ways like they took so much more risks with the designs yeah. and with where they wanted to go in this movie as well so honestly there's so many things that this movie has to be commended for but i would give it you know same thing as as Raul would, is a, a 7 out of 10 it's not perfect but it's very enjoyable i think
3: mm-hmm okay
0: cool and uh just for number rating i'm gonna give it a six and a half Mm. like it's it's not the trust me there will be star wars movies that are much lower but i Mm -hmm. i still have fun with it but like it's my second favorite out of like if we're ranking the trilogy right now just watching it right now it's um it's definitely a step down from the original trilogy but that's lightning in a bottle oh yeah and it was a pretty solid start to the prequel trilogy overall so Mm
3: -hmm.
0: you know not the greatest but not the worst it was okay it was there's a lot of untapped potential that was there and i was excited just to see more star wars honestly i didn't think Mm -hmm. that i would see them again and with that um where can the people f- thank you well first of all thank you for your time uh, Andres and mm-hmm. thank you for coming on this was a ton of fun just like before we started recording he was telling us a bunch of stories and like <laughs> it, like you're just a really cool dude and just thanks thank you so much for doing this where can the people follow you and do you have anything coming up or just all that stuff plug the socials
2: well I mean, well, first off, I mean, no, thanks for having me again on this, guys. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun talking to you and chatting with you on Star Wars and so many just other random things for about an hour before we <laughs> even got started. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, again, thanks for having me on board. I'm always down to come back again. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch as Galagos209. And, um, probably one of the, uh, one of the other things I do as well is I also compete in the FCL as well. And so you can find me there every now and again. Um, but, uh, me and my buddy, Steve, we actually end up doing a small little, uh, YouTube show where it's, uh, it's called the underrated series. Mm -hmm. So we take, uh, movies that we feel are underrated and we actually go back in and we, you know, talk about what made them special, what made them underrated, and um, we had just put out a uh, Predator 2 episode of the Underrated series. Talking about how underrated that is. And I'm so proud of that show. You can find it at High Voltage Media on YouTube. Uh, just type in Underrated Predator 2. And we have just completed our next episode. Which will be um, Star Wars Revenge of the Sick. Nice. So I'm very looking forward to uh, to releasing that to everybody. And everybody checking that out. Because we got an amazing discussion out of that. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me, guys.
1: And you, Billy?
0: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Master of Puns one nine six. I do live up to that title. And also, <laughs> uh, every word starts with a capital letter. And you can follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. You can also <laughs> follow our show podcast at SYNS Pod, as well as. Just give us a five-star review on Apple and a review unless you're that one asshole. Yes. We will never ever <laughs> stop talking about you. <laughs> and we really do appreciate anybody that listens and just, yeah, listen to us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, um, just wherever podcasts are listened to. And you, buddy?
1: And so, um, you can find me at Robert RDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at Robert RDC and also as you have been listening for almost 70 episodes almost 80 episodes we're almost so close of me rambling and screaming getting me after four years I'm gonna see that piece of garbage again row one later <laughs> in a few later this month but as always see you next summer dun, dun, da, dun, ta, da, 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 dun.